Blog Talk Radio. Royalty. Royalty. Power to the chosen people. Bible in my hand. Word inside my heart. And pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something. Looking for a life. Trying to find the truth. But we give them doubts saying we do something we don't. Hurting people saying we do things that we won't. Whooping she's clothing with a cross on his chest. Taking people money promising to be blessed. But power to the chosen people. Who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal His own chosen people Royal priesthood yeah. Yeah, That you've been called out of the darkness Into the marvelous light Do you know who you are? Royalty Once we weren't the people Now we are the people Do you know who you are? Chosen people. 
this magnificent being we call the Most High, our, cre- our Creator. And whenever He's doing a thing, it's always going to be exciting. It's always going to be relevant. That's why I say it every single week because that is all I'm trying to produce and producing these shows on this Five Smooth Stone Network. Well, I sent something out to many of you earlier by email or text or even word of mouth. I want to go ahead and read what that is really quickly, get straight to this. Actually, let me slow down a little bit. Because I already said this when I was muted, so let me just back up a little bit and thank all of those that have been following the show since 2011. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, those of you who have been following the show since 2011, as well as the Douglas Kennedy uh, family and friends, friends of the family, want to want to just sh- uh, shout out to you as well. I really appreciate y'all, and I want to remind uh, you, uh, those of you that love this show, to follow the show. Follow the show. When you click on that button, uh, when we send this link out to you, you see where it says follow. You can just simply click that button. It'll let you log on to your Facebook. And it'll send you messages every time we have a show. The reason you need to do that, number one, it helps us. I mean, after all, we're not getting paid or anything. It's just followers, you know. Uh, But it does support us. But it also reminds you of any and every show we do. I may every once in a while decide to do a, a show and not not send anything out, so you won't you won't miss any shows. So again, follow the shows. Any blogs you like, follow the shows. And speaking of blogs. You know, the Father is doing a lot in these end times, just like we said, end time, prophecies revealed, that's the name of this show, and he's doing a lot of things right now uh, that we call end time events, and a lot of these churches simply are not allowing the Father to do what he is trying to do, and so I believe the Father raises up different things just like these blogs and and different uh, uh, conduits uh, for his people to still get his word out. And that is all we're trying to do over this, what we call Five Smooth Stone Network. We teach everything the Father is saying. And some things that uh, we know that uh, is what we call controversial things. We talk about everything over here at Five Smooth Stone. Mainly five topics, though. And I'm not going to go into them. I'll talk about them all the time. But those five questions I asked the Most High and the five answers he gave me uh, birth five topics. And that's where we get the Five Smooth Stones from. Yeah, that's the previous shows. To, to, and I'll go over that on those previous shows. But anyway, um, listen. I sent this message to many of you. And I'm going to go ahead and read it because some of you just call the phone number every week and you don't know what we are talking about. So let me just go ahead and read this quickly. And I want to thank all of you already on the phone lines, those in the chat room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions tonight, don't forget to press 1, press 1, and we'll get to you, all right? So I sent this to many of you. End time prophecy revealed. Did you know prophecies below are supposed to repeat on the Jews to today? But who this, who does this sound like? Who does this sound like? And here they come. Here go the prophecies I was just speaking about. Later, after captivity, when Israel was beginning to go into uh, um, the millennial reign, of, a friend of mine pointed out, but more importantly, after they came out of captivity, there were seven women to one man. The oppression was so on Israel that the availability of men got down to seven women to one man. That's Isaiah 4 and 1. Very interesting reading there. Again, when Israel came out of captivity, that was the state of, of socially speaking, I guess you could say. 
Here's another uh, thing that the Israelites went through. And remember, Deuteronomy 28, we come out of Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 is the, really the basis for what I'm, the, the, uh, the uh, presentation here. And where Moses was on the mountain, he said in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, that everything that he go over, all of these blessings and curses will be upon Israel if they obey blessings. Blessings, blessings. No, they don't have to be cursed, cursed, cursed. And if they disobey, cursing. Now, this is not in the the uh, the intro. I'm just kind of ad libbing here. But where we getting this from, folks? Is Deuteronomy 28 verse uh, 46 talks about Moses saying that these blessings or curses are going to be upon the true Israelites, the true Jews, forever, forever. So Israel basically is repeating. When you read all those old, old ancient stories, they're going to repeat everything. Deliverance, they're just repeating, repeating, repeating. Those people that Moses spoke to on that mountain when he said these things, that all these blessings of Christians are going to repeat. Let me, read, let me just quote the verse verbatim. This is the first scripture we'll get tonight. And they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they, again, speaking of the blessings of the curses, shall be upon thee and upon thy seed forever for a sign and a wonder. Okay? Again, one more time, Deuteronomy 28. Verse 46, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder and upon thy seed forever. Again, it's for a sign and it's for a wonder. A sign definitely identify you. You can definitely identify Israel through these prophecies. But he went on to talk. He went on to say different things that's going to happen. So that's what we're talking about when I read this again. So let me just just finish where I started. I left off at. I had to say that though. So many of you don't know where I'm coming from with this. So these prophecies are to repeat upon Israel forever. Here we go. As a nation, they will suffer seven times. They will suffer seven times harder, or have it rougher seven times harder than other nations. Leviticus twenty six eighteen through twenty eight says it over and over and over, just so you won't miss it. Again, Israel will have it seven times harder than other nations. I went on to type: Good men would not father their children because of a war against them. Deuteronomy twenty eight. Verse 54, did you know that? Their good men were not fathers. So Israel was a nation fatherless when they went into captivity, I'm talking about. They had houses led by women. I went on to type uh, about slave ships, Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. And also uh, Isaiah 20 and 3 talks about how Isaiah was was uh, commanded by the father to take off his shoes and 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 the sackcloth and the Bible says he walked around naked and bare feet for three years with his buttocks showing and this was talking about what was gonna to happen to Ethiopia and Egypt because they had mistreated Israel. And the father has a pattern whenever he does something to a nation it's because they did it to that to his nation first. So remember that he only commanded Isaiah to do that because they had did that to Israel. But that's another whole topic. Let's move on. Uh, the nation of men, uh, here we go. Their nation of men would have wives in captivity, but another nation of men would come and lay with them. Again, their nation of men would have wives in captivity, that is, but another nation of men would come and lay with them. Did you know Israel went through that? Deuteronomy 28, verse 30. Remember, any time they go through something, it's all throughout the Bible. All these things I'm saying is over and over and over. Their business violently taken away their business violently taken away Deuteronomy 28 31 also 
your young men would faint in the mines and would lie or stand at the head of all the streets as bulls full of anger. Isaiah 51 and 20. This is talking about the young men of Israel. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that? So we know about King David and King Saul, but we never hear about the background, what was actually going on with that nation when they went into captivity. This is mainly when they went into captivity. The young men fainted in their minds and would stand at the corner of the streets, just like today, Isaiah 51 and 20. Their people was tricked into prison, just like uh, with the whole, these attorneys that these young boys are getting in prisons that don't really argue for them, and they wind up in prison, Isaiah 50, 42, 22. And here's another prophecy that Israel went through. The people that rule over them would kill them and not hold themselves guilty, Zechariah 11 and 5. Moving right along, the Father would call all, this literally says this, the Father would call all, of the families of the north, scattered Jews to the all four corners. Jeremiah one fifteen. Many parts of the scriptures doesn't say that. So remember, when you look up these scriptures, it's not just there that one time. We you just let us know what scripture you need, and we can provide you even more scriptures to even make it more clear. The more scriptures, the clearer it becomes. Their oppressor would literally change the time, daylight uh, saving time, calendars, changing the days of the week, naming. Uh, the days used to be day one, day two, um, and uh, uh, of course you know about the Hebrew months, but we turned it to a frigate Friday and Sunday, worship of sun, Sunday, and up worship of the moon, Monday. And Anyway, moving right along, their oppressor would redefine as they go to conquer Habakkuk 1 and 7. Talking about the oppressor that rule over Israel, how they would just redefine everything. Their dignity and their judgment shall proceed of themselves. That's what I'm talking about in that scripture there. Their ministers would heal the hurt of Israel, women, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Why does this talk about healing their women? Because men wasn't in the church. Again, the ministers would heal the hurt of the women saying peace peace when there is no peace there's jeremiah 6 1 through excuse me jeremiah 6 and 14 and more there's many more scriptures talking about this but i went on the type all these are things all these things and more are prophesied to be on the real jews and their descendants forever if they're disobedient but if they're obedient please hear me out they are blessed highly favored Everything they touch is blessed. They are givers and never lenders. They will rule over the planet. No nation will rule over them. They will rule over the, the, the nations. It talks about how basically the blessings are only like, oh, maybe 12 verses because basically everything they go to touch will be blessed. Their basket, their their their, their fields, their, their land, their nation, their, their, their just everything about this people will be first class if they walk in obedience. 
reason why we focus on the on the curses is because Moses said before he died, Moshe or Moses said before he died, when I die, you will become a stiff-necked people. You will be a disobedient people. Not only that, but when we look at the blessings and we look all over the world, we don't see any nation living out the blessings. So that's why we hardly ever talk about the blessings. We talk about the curses because African Americans and other people scattered throughout the four corners are wearing these curses. I just read like there is no tomorrow and people are ignoring it. The churches are not talking about it. Can't hear anybody really in the mosque talk about it. No religion talks about it. So that's why you have tonight this show. Five smooth stones and other shows like it all across the nation and really the world now because the Father has released this information and we're just doing our job by bringing it to you in love and in respect for all people. So that's what I sent to many of you earlier. I did also include a link to my Facebook page with a bunch of other videos and and different things um, to uh, help you with further studying any of this because many of you are very studious and you like a lot of information, so just click on that link that's at the end of that description and you'll be able to get more information. So I'm going to bring up Sister Eliana here in a little bit, but Sister Eliana, if you can just wait just one little second, I've got to say this really quick. Listen, folks, uh, I, I, can't, I, I dialogue with various people about the show, and there are a lot of people that love this show, obviously, because we wouldn't be getting the kind of uh, attention we do, okay? A lot of people like this show, but some people have a hard time understanding. I've even heard this. Brother Seth, I love what you're doing. I agree with what you're doing. I can see it. I can see it. As far as it being truth, but I don't see how it applies to my life or what. why is it important. So... Actually, I do want to go to bring Sister Eliana on, because I want her to, as I give these answers, she may have more to say. So let's take a plane. Actually, let's do a little, little, put a little music on the first before we do anything. Okay. But uh, people want to know, hey, I don't see how it's important. I don't see how it relates to me and my children and my house and my, you know, yeah, it's true. I can see it. But how do you how do you use it? What what is it gonna do? What does it have to do with Trump? What's it got to do with making America? What's it got to do with racism? I, I, it's the truth though. I can see it. What else could it be? Ain't nobody living out all those things with us. I can see it, brother Seth. So let's do this. Let's take a little plane or something, a jet or something, go up to California. Cause she is far away. In Merced, California, and pick up Sister Eliana. Eric Code 209233. Sister Eliana, you there? Yes, I am. Shalom, shalom, and shalom to the audience, and shalom to you, Seth. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and good to hear your voice, Sister. Shalom to you. I want to say, um, we're going to have some, uh, some more guests in the house. I kind of want to go and get them. But before I do, just go ahead and let everybody know, because uh, we always got those first-time listeners that do not know you. They have no reasons to trust you, especially with you saying something like black folks are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And you're going to be talking about, of course, why it's important and to reverse some of these curses in our lives. We're going to be getting on some solutions tonight, folks. So, yes, this is part two from last week where we're going to give more Scriptures again, guests and co-hosts. Remember, we're going to be giving more scriptures about how we know Israel. Please, let's focus on that this week. If nothing else, we need to give these people more scriptures 
showing how we are indeed the true house of Israel. Uh, but Sister Eliana, please, a quick little bio, make it no more about two or three minutes, then we'll go and get Brother Ella Shua that's in the house as well. Okay, so I am Sister Eliana Batya, and again, I am in Merced, California. Merced is said to be the gateway to Yosemite National Park here in California, and I have a congregation, an uh, online congregation predominantly, but I do have live bodies that I'm constantly uh, ministering to and teaching that are in the um, Central California area and Bay Area. So uh, the way that you can get a hold of me is on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, and it is called Beth Shalom Mashiach, which means House of the Messiah's Peace, and we are on Facebook. And also, I have Fresh Wind of Torah. Blog, blogspot. Com on Blogger. And if you want to email me, you can email me at Beth Shalom JG at Gmail. Com. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me if you're interested. You can also friend me on Facebook at Eliana Batya. And uh, in Messenger, actually, and I'll respond to you in Messenger as well. Okay, so this is the best way to get a hold of, of Eliana. Beautiful, beautiful. And Sister Eliana, I just want to thank you again for just joining uh, the Five Smooth Thought Network, and you've been riding along with us, I guess, for about two or three months now, and you've been a blessing. My wife, you, you're a favorite uh, as far as the guests I have on. She definitely uh, like you and your spirit, and so does all everybody seen that we work with. I really appreciate your spirit. I, like I said, I met this sister uh, years ago. She listened to five smooth songs, and, and then I uh, began to kind of listen to a few things she was doing, and I like her spirit. And so just, just again, thank you for, for contributing. Last week you did wonderful. Uh, are you and the brothers as well? So let me just do this. I don't. I've got a phone line full of people here, brother Ella. Sure, if you're in the house, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to press one. Any other guests that's in the house, go ahead, please, and press one, please. Uh, in the meantime, while I'm waiting on them, I don't see uh, they may not be here. These brothers are pretty um, busy. I'll, uh, we'll see. Just we'll give them a little, a few minutes. But anyway. Just want to say this, Sister Eliana. A lot of people, like I was saying earlier, really and truly, uh, <laughs> they see this man. I mean, they see it, uh, and um, they just don't understand how to apply it. So, what we would like to do tonight is pick up a part two as to what we was doing last week. Last week. We tried our best to use the scriptures to show we Israel. We did use a lot of scriptures, but we also talked about a lot of history last week. Uh, that brother Elishua did a wonderful job, and Sister Eliana, so did yourself, and brother John and Yahshua. He had to run, but all of y'all did very good with history last week. And so, if you miss, if you want those person that want that you may not have much. You know, you, you don't know about the Bible, you got issues, but you like what you hear, you need to listen last week because we take history and even a little bit of science and we show you how it is impossible for African Americans not to line up with those with, with history as far as being the people of the Bible, uh, the Father, uh, the, the people, the chosen ones, the chosen ones. So, Sister Ellen, what I want to do is 
I'm going to share briefly as quick as I can, and you can just kind of ad lib and, and insert whenever you want to, but here's some reasons I came up with why those are listening tonight, why you want to write this down. Those of you listening, you want to definitely make a note of what I'm about to say because none of this is going to make sense in terms of being relevant today in 2018 without what I'm about to say. You'll see what I mean once I get started here. But one of the reasons this is, this is important, this what? This revelation that African Americans is definitely Israel, one of the lost tribes of Israel, and how that uh, when we're reading the Bible, we have got to insert them into the Bible and the other Israelites scattered at the four corners and not the people over in Israel. Here's why. Now, I know we got brothers and sisters in Demona, uh, a few little, uh, you know, a few of us there. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the vast majority of people that run that nation. They are not the people of the Bible. They are sent there as a punishment. But listen, and this will make sense. Without this revelation, the Father looked like he's picking on us, Sister Eliana. Without this revelation of African Americans being uh, simply living out these prophecies set forth in the scriptures as to be on Israel, it just looked like we're suffering for no reason. It just looked like the Father is after us. It looked like He has something against us. It looked like He is uh, He has He's uh, uh, a little partial. He He likes. For some reason, he favored white countries more than he do black. I'm just being honest. It's just the way it looked. It looked like... It looked like he favors white countries. You know, you think of European countries, it's peaceful and they're beautiful and thriving. You think of uh, so-called black countries or so-called third world countries. They're struggling. Haiti... All of Africa, which is three times bigger than the United States. And it looks like the Father favors white people. It looks like the Father is, is angry with black people. It looks like the Father has a beef to pick with black people. And I'm talking about for sure us. I know there's a difference between Africans or, 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 or I know that we... I know there's a difference between Israel and Africa. But right now I'm talking about just... Well, let's just focus on, on African Americans and make this more simple. When you look at our plight, Sister Eliana, how we come to this country, you know, and we begin to pray and call on this God, and, and we begin to try to get along with this white man. We've never really done nothing to them as a people, to them. It's always been the other way around. We pray to this God. We, we're more spiritual. We're more loving as a people. Uh, like Farrakhan said, if you can just get past this busting each other upside the head and snatching old lady purses and all this little dumb crime, we really is a nonviolent people. We just only violent towards ourselves. And so he said if you can get past it, that's a big one. Though. But listen, folks, this revelation is important because the Father looked partial to us. Another reason this revelation is important. See, once we understand we Israel and we recognize the Father is, is have already prophesied a long time ago to Israel, this is what's going to happen to you if you disobey. You can take it to a strange land, sold a slave, house led by women, all those things I read earlier. If you understand that this happened thousands of years ago, that the Father said, this is what I'm going to do to you because I have made you a strong people, a solid people, a great people. I was your God. I fed, I fed you personally manna. 
Who can say that? I opened the Red Sea for you. I gave you prophets. I gave you a diet that was second to none. I gave you that law. And while I did bring guilt, it still salvaged them in all areas of life. It's the next best thing behind Christ. I gave you this mighty law that made you a mighty people. And I did so many things for you. All I ask you to do is just you pass this down to your ancestors, to your children, excuse me, to your children and to their descendants. Pass these these laws, these principles, these statutes. Never forget me, Sister Eliana. And so when they forgot the Most High and these things began to start happening, everybody want to blame the people who he called to oppress them. We're now blaming the white man, and I do believe he took it too far. I do think Americans have taken it too far. But I do believe that the Father called them, and he even called them, check this out, Sister Eliana, his army. I know churches used to dance to this song uh, called Blow the Trumpet in Zion. We used to actually dance to the song because the Bible, is, I mean, the, the song went like this. It says, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. Sound alarm on my holy mountain. But it goes on to talk about the Lord, how he called his army. And when we heard the word his army, we're thinking they're righteous people. They're not. They're coming for destruction. But he called them because the earth, and especially Israel, first Israel was disobedient. And he called these people from the north. So Sister Eliana, Without this information and not knowing that we're fulfilling those prophecies, it just looks like he don't like us. But if once you understand who we are, we're just living out these prophecies, and these people are just doing what they've been called to do. Still, they did take it a little too far, and they are going to suffer, and that's what make America curse because of them taking it too far. But make no qualms about it. They will call the Father. Another reason this is important, family and friends, is because there's an anger. There's an agitation. There's an aggravation. There's anxiety. Towards each other, we just get tired of black folks struggling so much. No wife can expect to respect a husband that's always talking about how it is, which is really how it is. After a while, our women get tired of hearing it. We get tired of each other struggling all the time, and there's, a, there's like I said, there's an anxiety, there's an agitation we have towards each other. But once you understand, we are. It's like getting a whipping, kind of. You can actually see the love from the Father in it. It still hurts, though. Sister Eliana, it really hurts. You follow me? Absolutely, yes. And another reason, and I know you got me on mute. I appreciate that. <laughs> another reason this revelation is important is because we can now see truly white people don't have all this power. Without this knowledge of understanding of that we're living our prophecies and this is the things that the Father told our forefathers that would happen to them, and we're just simply living out what he said would happen to them, and not so much these are white people, super white people with K-Song, Superman, Superwoman, oppressing us, we cannot be a victim of white supremacy. Without this information, we begin to start looking at them like they got all this power. A lot of us are afraid of white people. A lot of us are afraid of white people and what they can do. We're not understanding that it's the father that actually was behind a lot of what they're doing. I know this sounds very controversial, but this is what's to happen to the Jews, whoever they are, wherever they are. Well, if you don't believe us tonight, 
If you don't believe us tonight, go ahead, Sister Eliana. Yeah, I wanted to interject right right there where you just said uh, a lot of people don't believe. With a, with a little passage of scripture, Ezekiel 36, 16 through 24, it says, Again, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. Their conduct was like a woman's monthly uncleanness in my sight. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed blood in the land and because they had defiled it with their idols, um, dispersed them among the nations, and they were scattered through the countries. I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And moreover, they went among the nations. Uh, They profaned my holy name. For it was said of them, these are the Most High's people, and yet they had to leave his land. I had concern for my holy name, which the people of Israel profaned among the nations where they had gone. Therefore, say to the Israelites, and that's that's who we're talking about today, um, say to the Israelites, this is what the sovereign uh, Yah says, it is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things, meaning bringing us out, but for the sake of my holy name, which you, our ancestors, and even today we do it, our our comedians, oh, we're still profaning the name. You know, um, in television, the very first people to mock or to make mockery of spiritual things or biblical things were Hebrew people, Hebrew comets, uh, uh, comedians, I'm sorry. And the whole world began to, you know, today it's really common to. Brother Yashua. Brother Yashua. Sorry about that, Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana, if you can repeat the last minute, uh, some kind of way I disc, I, I, we didn't catch that. If you can repeat just the last minute what you said, the last two minutes, please. And that was a misunderstanding there. Sorry about that. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says, the Sovereign, you know, y- Yah says. It is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I am going to do these things by bringing us out, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone, I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am Yahuwah, declares the sovereign Yah, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. For I will take you out of the nations. This is how he's going to prove his holiness. He's going to take us out of the nations. In this modern time, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. So that's how he's going to prove his name and his greatness and also purify us and make us righteous and holy again as a people 
not individually. We're not talking about individual salvation, relationship to the Father, living and walking upright and keeping his commandments individually and in our families. He's talking about our nation now. You know, all of those rappers, all of those thugs on the street, all of those prostitutes, those pimps, all of those gangbangers, when he grabs us all as a people and he declares us sovereign and holy to him by taking us from all these nations, not just America, but all the nations where he scattered us, and then he brings us into our own land, the nations are going to stand up and say, this is the Most High, yeah, indeed. And that's what we have to look forward to. But it is only because of what our ancestors did and what we're still doing today. It, it You know, there was a period where our our people were, you know, befuddled through slavery because we weren't allowed to have a voice. We weren't allowed to gather. We weren't allowed to express ourselves, and we were under great trepidation and great fear. But as things relaxed after the emancipation proclamation, we were given more freedoms. We were able to kind of, you know, run our show our way. And so what we did was start profaning the name of the Most High again among the nations and among the nation where we're captive. And so the Most High says, you know, I'm going to restore you, but not because of who we are, but because of his great name. Right. The scripture does say that. And he mentions, uh, well, scripture does say that. I want to um, just, I got a little note here, and uh, Cecile, and I appreciate you talking about that because we forget sometimes that uh, that is exactly what is going to happen sometimes. What I try, let me just go ahead and say this while my mind is here while we're here. Sister Eliana, I appreciate your spirit. I appreciate you keeping that that the, the the metal to the pedal, keeping your feet on the gas. We're getting up out of here. We're getting up out of here. We're getting up out of here. And I want you to never stop as long as you come on fire, smooth stone, because I feel like this is something that is heavily on you. Me, I'm a little different. I believe, like I've been saying for 25 years now, that it's gonna only going to be a remnant. Now, it sounds like you believe there's more. So I want everybody to see what we have on this line right here. Brother, Brother Yeshua is in the house. I'm going to go to him in the next second. But I want everybody to understand clearly what I'm saying and what Sister Eliana is saying. Sister Eliana believes, and I and I, and I I believe that a remnant, just like the scripture say a remnant, because I'm looking around at our people, and I don't, and I see a lot of hearts like ours, Sister Eliana and mine. So, you know, we're seeking the Father. We're trying to help our people. But the bulk of African Americans are light years away from even believing. And if the Father brought us here because of a rebellious heart, I can't see him redeeming us with a rebellious heart. So this is why I say a remnant. But I want her to keep saying what she be saying because maybe one day I'll believe that. But right now I just see it being a remnant. I don't see all of us going anywhere because of the state of our people, the heart. Now, if something happened between now and 2019, that can all change. You understand what I'm saying, Sister Eliana? I hear what you're saying, but you have to remember what you see. You remember what? Do you remember the story of the king that was in the Book of Kings when uh, there was a famine in Israel, and the prophet came to him and he said, "This time tomorrow there will be food in Israel." And the king didn't believe it because he was so focused on what he could see. 
what he could feel, what he could touch, what he thought was his continual reality. But the prophet heard from the Most High, and he said, "This time, by this time, there will be food in Israel, but you won't eat of it. And what happened is through, in the night, the Most High caused those two lepers that were unclean. See, all of Israel was, was starving. They were eating their children. I mean, it was really dire straits. And they were locked in siege behind the gates of, in, in, in Israel. And there was an army waiting to destroy them. But the Most High caused the two lepers. They said, hey, we're going to die anyway. We might as well give ourselves up. And as they were walking to give themselves up, the Most High multiplied their footsteps. And, and it made the invading army believe that an even greater army was coming after them, and they left their camp, and they left all the provisions of their camp, and the lepers went and started eating. They said, wait a minute, wait a minute, we need to go back and tell the people. And sure as the prophet spoke the word, by that next, that, that very hour the next day, there was food in Israel, and the king, with his unbelief, saw it, but he was trampled to death because he did not have the faith. We can't look at the condition of our people and determine that the Most High is in a, un, unable to act. We can't do that. If we're looking at Absolutely. that, then we have to I, step I, I, away. I you. you see well, what I'm saying? We, see, have to, me... we have to go by faith because we serve a God that can do anything. He parted a sea. He has done wonders and miracles. I mean, yes, we're oppressed. It looks... It looks uh, dire. It looks like there's nothing going to change. But we have to remember who we serve, whose we are. Absolutely. We don't well, serve listen, a God listen, that is a man. Hold on, hold on a second. For the record, let me just say for the record, because I've been saying it for 25 years, and everybody listening to Fossil Stone is saying, you've been saying that. I've been saying just what you're saying. We are coming out. Then it is going to be a miracle. If the remnant that I'm thinking of come out, Believe me, it's gonna make all the newspapers. It's gonna every will we'll not talk about the first time when he opened up the Red Sea. We'll be talking about this remnant because it's gonna be millions of people. But I don't believe it's gonna be all of us. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. But listen, I don't. We can take that a little harder a little later on. I'm not running from. We can talk about it. And we got a brother on. I know he'll be able to hit, add his two cents to it. So let me go ahead and go to the phone lines. Erico five one three three zero seven. Brother Yeshua, how you doing, brother? Hey, shalom, shalom. I'm doing good, bro. Shalom, shalom to everybody, to the listener audience as well. Shalom. Well, shalom, and, and, and welcome to the show. I really appreciate you stopping by again. Uh, I don't know if LSU is in the house yet, but I know he said he was coming, so we'll see. But listen, brother, um, before I get on to finish up what I was saying, what do you? what's your take on that as far as I know we, you know, uh, the Father is going to resurrect the remnant. It's already happening all over globally. I have over 2,000 Facebook friends, 800 of them are Hebrew Israelites. This, big, this movement is major, 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 major. So obviously... There is about to be a return, and it's going to be miraculous, just as Sister Eliana is saying that. She believes it's going to be all of us. You believe? What do you believe? Just, just out of curiosity, we're going to keep it real tonight. Um, I believe it's going to be a remnant. So you mean, um, yeah, I definitely believe it will be a remnant. Okay. 
Well, it, it, that still don't mean he can he do it. The father's going to do what he want to do, and it may be all of us. I don't know. I know that would, that would really blow my mind. I mean, either way, my mind is going to be blown because all, most people have not left America. They don't even, they don't even travel outside of America, and just all of them to be in Israel, I, I, I just... But, hey, what do I know? But, listen, let me just go ahead and share the rest of this, and then we're going to bring on Sister Eliana and uh, Brother Yashua here. Brother Yashua, I'm I'm, I'm moving too fast. Go ahead and give everybody a give us a quick little bio, about three minutes, who you are, how to get a hold of you. Please, quickly. Okay. um, Again, my name is uh, Yashua. I'm the uh, teacher of uh, Israel Now Ministry. Um, We have the uh, congregation in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Um, also in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, we're actually uh, on Facebook at Israel Now, uh, spelled like the regular way, I-S-R-A-E-L, space N-O-W-W with two W's. You can hit us up on Facebook there. Um, check out our YouTube channel, which is Israel Now, spelled the exact same way with uh, two W's. You can see some of our teaching videos, um, things like that. Um, and... Um, Pretty much is how to get a hold of us on uh, social media, things like that. Um, if you're in the Cincinnati area, we're in uh, Springdale, um, 270, North, 270 Northland Boulevard, Suite 105, every Sabbath day at starting at 2 p.m. And uh, that's pretty much how to get a hold of me as far as that type of information. Um, and that's pretty much it as far as, you know, reaching out, how to get a hold. Oh, I also wanted to say as well, um, I do a show on uh, Block Talk Radio as well, so I'll give a call in numbers to anybody interested in calling in, which is uh, 917-889-2248. Um, it's been airing every Monday, but we're probably about to switch it to every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, so yeah, that's pretty much it, brother. So that's how to get a hold of all three of us. Those of you that's been listening, so check us out uh, if you have any questions and want to do further learning. Remember, at the end of this show, there is a link to some books as well, videos uh, that's talking about this same thing, because we're not going to be able to scratch the surface. We never can. So remember, again, one more time, at the end of this show's description, there is a link to my Facebook, and it's got all kind of books and videos, and it's, it'll, it's a link that'll take it to all these wonderful people. Plus, I'm going to be listening to a gentleman tonight, uh, a, little, a little clip, and y'all really going to be blessed by this gentleman. We'll, t- we'll do that after the first break here in a little bit. But I just want to nail down, if possible, uh, Sister Eliana, you and uh, brother, and then again, just for the keep the, the atmosphere clear, Sister Eliana and I, we have a disagreement. So I want y'all to see how we handle it, though, because this is how me and brother Yeshua. There's some things we do not agree on. All I gotta do is bring it up. He's gonna say he's gonna go left. I'm gonna go right. Brother Yeshua, oh my goodness, we got 15 things we disagree on. But these are my brothers and sisters. I love them. And the main thing we know for sure is we are Israel. And we know that the Father is getting ready to do something mighty with our people. How? I don't know. I don't have a clue. I'm not that smart. I just know what I'm reading. But what I'm reading could be misunderstood. Perhaps I'm reading it wrong and the Father is going to do exactly what he did because there was no remnant in, in Exodus. It was all of them. They was talking crazy. They still got delivered. They was they was insane. Some of them they still got delivered. The righteous walked across the Red Sea as well as the wicked. So I don't know. So just just so y'all know, I really am not that confident about knowing everything. I just 
I just look at the scriptures and I try to quote them as best I can. But I do know one thing. The people over in Israel today are not the people of the book. African-Americans and Israelites, if you read the scriptures with this key, it's going to unlock very many mysteries. And like the topic of the show says tonight, for sure, for sure, end-time prophecies reveal. So, before we get into it too deep, I want to just finish without saying the little list I have here of, of reasons, and any one of y'all can jump in here anytime. If you could, just answer just just on this little one topic. We'll just hit this for another about three or four minutes, and we'll move on. But why is this, Brother Yahshua, why is this revelation important? What does it have to do with your Bible study? What does it have to do with your children? What does it have to do with life? Anything y'all want to share, please share. This is what I gleaned from it. Again, earlier I said your relationship with the Father. If Israelite, African American, is going to look at the Father a little cockeyed. Just based upon what we're looking at right now, it just looks like the Father is picking on us. There's no reason why. You know, it looks like something is wrong. We can't figure out why because we're no more wicked than, 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 than whites. As a matter of fact, I think we're more spiritual. On Sunday, they're out at the lake, and we're in churches for the most part. I'm talking about for the masses of the people. So it just looks like something is wrong with us. And if you don't know the reason why, I was down to the talk about whites. If you don't know this information, you could become a white supremacist. Just because a lot of our brothers and sisters tell me things like, well, I don't like white people. That don't mean you're not a white supremacist. That don't mean you don't believe they're superior. I'm not talking about they they live a little better. That's not the same as white supremacy. I'm talking about they actually is better, smarter, you know. So if you don't know why, how the father is behind them, Brother Yahshua, at least for a season. We feel like that season has come to an end, but he was behind them in slavery. He called them from the north to oppress us, to scatter us to the four corners. If you don't know that and know that the Father allowed Satan, because it had to have been Satan. Where is he at? He ain't on vacation. Father lifted his hand of protection, allowed the enemy to do this to us, but he already said these are things that were going to happen. So he moved his hand of protection. Satan came in with the law of white supremacy. There's no way a white man can create that. I don't believe that. Not unless he's influenced by Satan. So these people, the power behind them, it's not them wicked all by themselves. They come from Africa, too. It was Satan. The Father, I believe, allowing Satan to use them to do what they did. So once we see that they're just fulfilling prophecy, we can see the power of God behind them even. He calls them out the wrong, folks. I know some people don't like how they feel, but he calls them his army. What you going to do if he calls them his army? The Lord uttered his voice before his army. He utters his voice before his army. And he didn't go talk about how they're going to go killing and taking and robbing. But he called them. He's uttering his voice before his army. And he says that they're going against Israel. He says, preachers, cry out for mercy. Here they come. So once we understand who we are, we understand who they are, that breaks the back of white supremacy. We can no longer worship them in any way, 
if anything they have, they are no-name people, like the scripture says, who broke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. They are not a people. They're not an ancient, long lineage of people. They don't mean they're not humans. So that's why we got all these weird theories of Yakub, Elijah Muhammad, and all these crazy theories about white people, because we see their might, and we're going, they can't be human. They're shooting us down like flies in South Africa. They can't be human. They can't be. No. That's what happened when you follow white supremacy. And you see us as property, which is a lie from hell. Another reason this message is important, again, it breaks the back of white supremacy. If you don't get anything else out of what I've said tonight, that may be the most important thing. If you don't understand who those people are, whether you hate them, whether you love them, whether you won't marry them, whatever you do, you will be a white supremacist. It just makes sense that they, they, they look just more superior to us. How are you going to explain it? How are you going to explain how 8% of the world control 92% of the world? They have to be superior. So this is when I go up to white supremacists and I talk to them. I don't say they're crazy. They're looking at the same thing I'm looking at, and they're saying, you niggers, you know, that's what y'all made to do. you made to serve us. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, how can you argue with him intelligently? Well, yeah, they're saying we go into places, we beautify, we do this, we do this, we do that, and when they look at their neighborhoods, their neighborhoods are better. But you got to know why. you got to know why. They ain't they cleaning enough. They're not cleaning us. We work with them. It's just the garbage bins is put out on their property more. They, the, 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 they have, it's political. It's, now, there are some black folks with low self-esteem and all that, but all I'm saying, folks, you got to understand this revelation. We can start naming all these scriptures, and we got to come. Everybody get your scriptures ready. We're going to start hitting these scriptures, of course, after you comment on what I'm saying here. But before, we got to understand some basic things of what we're doing here. Why this is important. Why are you on this blog tonight? This is, you said you do all these shows talking about this. Why? Folks, if if we're not under some kind of curse, of living out some kind of prophecy, why are we houses led by women, men locked in prison? On the surface, without this is why Jared Taylor is mopping the floor with folks. This is the white supremacist called Jared Taylor, leading voice for him, and he is he is winning debates at black colleges. He really is, because they come in with crazy stuff and stuff. They don't know who they are. Jared Taylor's come out with some very, you know, important points, but you got to know the lies. So all I'm saying is white people is a no-brainer. They're not superior if you know this information. If not, you have a hard time explaining why we're in a situation, why they're so far over us. The last thing I'm going to say, because there's more, but I'm going to mention only one more, and I want to go to Sister Eliana. And she has anything, but the Word of God, your Bible studies, your ministers, your quiet time, now this is going to affect it. If you're looking at that Bible, and you are trying to understand prophecy, and you're putting the wrong people in in, in that in those scriptures, because the Bible is all about Israel for the most part, a relationship with this God, this Elohim, and the, and the people. If you got the wrong people there, your Bible study is full of white supremacy. It's lies 
is inside of your churches and your teachers and your pastors. You just can't ignore this and say, oh, it's not important, la, la, forget about color, like, like the guests we had on previously, saying, oh, this is just all about the flesh, flesh, flesh. Well, it is flesh. But it's flesh that the Bible ordained. He says certain things are going to happen to flesh. We're just talking about what's supposed to happen. So, anyway, Sister Eliana, I've talked enough. Final touches on this. Anything, why this is important, this revelation, why? Well, first of all, it's really important to understand who you are any, any, at any time in life because once you have a good foundation, you can build on that foundation to become the person that you were created to be. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the shows that have gone forward have talked a lot about exactly what you're talking about, white supremacy, and people should really go back and listen so they have a really good understanding but once you understand, I mean, having that solid foundation of who we are as a people is very, very important because it gives you hope, hope for yourself, hope for your children, hope for your family, hope for your community, hope for your life. And knowing who you are points us into the, in the right direction. We have a destiny. We are called. We are, we are a certain kind of a people more than what. The people say we are. We have a destiny. We have a past. Once we understand that we do have a past, we're not just, you know, random people who were once, you know, uh, there was a joke a long time ago. Maybe a lot of people have heard this joke, but a long time ago there was a joke that said God, when God was making all the people, um, the reason why black people's palms are lighter than their 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 outer skin is because we had our hands up against the wall like we we were under arrest or something, and he spray-painted us. Well, you know, when you hear stupid foolishness like that and you don't understand who you are and that you do have a past and that you come from a great people, you come from a great nation, you will be polarized. You'll be in, you know, in colleges and schools. And, you know, a lot of times our people put our put their children in all-white schools because they think it's giving them uh, edge in society, a better education, a better hope for a future. But all that does is it causes their children to be at a great, great disadvantage because they don't know their history, they don't know who they are, they don't even know why they are suffering and why our, our community is not a- achieving in the great mass that it should. So having a, you know, knowing who you are gives, your, gives you and your children a, a solid foundation. You know, when someone comes up to you with a with some kind of stupid, idiotic comment like that, you can just look at them, you can put them in their place. And that's what I'm hearing a lot of our younger Hebrews are able to do when they travel around the world. They're able to really stand toe-to-toe with people who really have been misinformed, misled. A lot of the Ashkenazi Jews, people from all over the world who really believe that the Ashkenazis are the biblical people, but a lot of our young Hebrews are able to speak to them intelligently without anger and give facts and even get these people to back down and admit we are, we are truly the biblical people. So that's why this information is really important because if you don't know where you, know, where you came from, you really don't know where you're going. And for the most part, our community has been in a circle. We've been trying to elevate through 
movements, black power movements and awareness movements, which are great, but none of those movements were rooted in the truth of who we are as a people, so they were all destined and doomed to kind of fizzle out and fail. We got a little bit of momentum, but it wasn't enough to really rally us and elevate us as a people to our proper status. Now the Father is revealing, see, this is a sovereign thing of the Ruach of the Most High, revealing to us who we are. So now we can become elevated properly through his spirit and stand up as a people and be counted. So I'm excited. That's why we need to understand who we are. That's why this information is important. That's why it's relevant to today. It, it affects your works, your workplace. It affects when you go to your grocery stores and shop the kind of car you buy, the kind of house you live in, the person you choose to marry, the person you choose to give your children to or allow to date your children and marry your children. All of this is very, very important once you have a proper understanding of who you are and why it's important to, for us to protect our identity and our way of life and what the Most High has given us and to keep it as sacred and precious. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Brother Yeshua, same question. And we and folks we come in with the scriptures, proof that we've been Israelite, you're gonna see how this is definitely have to do with end time because I'll tell you one thing, if if we, if part of what we say on this show on this excuse me, if part of what we're saying on this show, on this program is true, oh yeah. That's end time for sure prophecy. Has someone in the chat room going crazy talking about anyway. Folks, listen, this is for sure a game changer in life on this planet if what we're saying is true. I can tell you one thing. Those people over in Israel today, what is their proof that they are directly bloodline Israel? I have said this for over 25 years. I come on WCVG in Cincinnati, and I say it all the time. Nobody have ever called in to try to correct it because they'll have nothing, and you won't have nothing either. I'm, I'm going to be bold enough to say that again. Press one of the phone lines if you do. They have not went through anything in the Scripture. They have not went through as a nation. Not one scripture in terms of being the Jews. They have fulfilled scripture in terms of Revelation 29. I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3 and 9. Behold, I will come and make them worship at thy feet. Who is them? One more time. Revelation 3 and 9. Behold, I will make them worship at thy feet. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. That's who they are. They are the punishment when the Father said, I'm going to call all the nations. Uh, Jeremiah 1 and 15, I believe, says all of the families. He said families. I'm going to call all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem. Think about what happened if everybody north of Jerusalem came. These days and times, they're going to be white. And that's how their place become white, everybody. Brother Yeshua. Love to hear from you, and then we, I see Brother uh, Brother Elishua is in the house as well. Let me go ahead and bring him on. Uh, area code 678-559, Brother Elishua, is that you? Yes, it is. Good evening, everyone. 
Well, good evening, brother. Good evening. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm in the middle of, a, of a, answering a question. I'd like to get your two cents here in a little bit, but go ahead and let everybody know real quickly, like in less than a minute, how to get a hold of you, bio, if you don't mind, and then we're gonna come to you, brother Yahshua, as far as the same question again. How does this relate to today? Why is this important? I've heard people say, brother Yahshua, uh, I see what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. One lady told me in Cincinnati, I don't even like you. Because of my personality on the radio back then, I was just really more, you know, whatever. And she said, I don't really like you, but she said, what you're saying makes so much sense. So people see it, but they're saying, how does it relate? So be thinking of that question, uh, brother, answer to that. We're going to hear about a bio quickly, about a minute, if you don't mind. Okay, real quick. Um, then I'm you got a little noise time. in the background. You got to just, it's a little, I'm telling you, it's a lot of noise. I can hear everybody talking, but go ahead. Okay, uh, real quick, um, I've been on the show a number of times for most people. For those who do not know me, my name is Ellis Short Ellison. Uh, if you want to contact me, the easy and simplest way to do that is to do it through Facebook. If you want to uh, contact me, you have questions or concerns or issues and uh, the subjects that we're discussing, you can inbox me there. Uh, and so that's the quickest way. Mostly everyone who um, is familiar with blog talk is, for the most part, our Facebook members. So, um uh, again, you can contact me there. Um, it's Elishua Israel Ellison it's on Facebook. Um, other than that, for the most part, um, I'm a minister. Been in the ministry for a number of years. Um, my particular emphasis is apologetic uh, teaching, teaching that's done in the sense of the truth, in the sense of the um, authenticity and the legitimacy of the scriptures. So uh, that's okay. me in a nutshell. All right, well, I appreciate that. Okay, Brother uh, Yashua, we're going to go to you with that question. Come back to you, Brother Elishua. In the meantime, my hand just went up, so hold on. Let's do this. Y'all know the rule on five smooth stone. Normally, when the hand goes up, we stop everything and go to the question because we don't know how much time people have. So let me go ahead and go to the phone lines, um, see what this is about. Hopefully, it's relevant to the show. Eric code 972755. Go ahead with your question or comment. Yes, how are y'all doing? Uh, I wanted to pop in from the beginning, um, and I'm inclined to believe that someone like okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, stating right, hey, hold on, hold on, my brother John. everybody don't your name, brother John. <laughs> I know you, but you got a whole world listening that don't know you, brother. Come on, go ahead and everybody let everybody know who's calling. Well, for the fourth time, brother. John. <laughs> well, they again. We got new callers. Now you got to remember that. Well, anyway, this brother John, he's been riding with us last few shows and have been uh, sharing some very powerful, powerful truths over this phone line. We miss you tonight, brother, but I know you couldn't be on except as a caller. So go ahead. What's on your mind? And then, brother Yashua, coming to you with the same question again. How is this relevant? And then to you, brother uh, Elishua. Go ahead, brother John. Yeah. I believe someone uh, in your chat room was likely raving about the fact that this time and uh, that this means this and that, that this what this show is about is that you cannot possibly comprehend or understand the particulars of end time events without knowing who. 
it's a good, hopefully, this will let you see. Okay, well, hold on, Brother John, Brother John, you, you chop it. Hold on a second. Yeah. You're choppy. So do what you always do whenever you chop it. Get next to a window or something because we're hearing you. I don't want to stop you, but i got to say this because people are not hearing you clearly. Okay. So just How make your adjustment sound? and go ahead and finish. How does that sound? Keep talking. Can you Can you hear me? So far, so good. Just keep talking. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Revelation 7. It talks about the 144,000. I won't go through all the tribes, but they're all from the tribes, the various, the 12 tribes of Israel. When it goes to Revelation 14, it's talking about that same 144,000. It will let you know that these men, that they were virgins, the first group important that we understand that because there's a big discussion about when is it pre-tribulation, post-tribulation, or mid-tribulation. The fact that those people are the first fruit, which a whole lot of sense until you go and you look at me 26. Whenever there was a harvest, there was a portion of that harvest called the first fruit that the person had to go. As soon as they saw it, I'm sorry? Okay. No, go ahead. I just hear noise. I'm trying to trying to see whose line that is. But go ahead. Okay. Y'all meet me if you're not talking. When the go harvest, ahead. when the harvest first began to become ripe, the farmer, which which is of that harvest, keep in mind the rest of the harvest is still in the field. He would take that and he to the temple, and the priest at the temple would do a wave offering of that. So the 44,000 are up in, in Zion, that the rest of the, the harvest is still in the fields. That lets you, there is no pre-tribulation. There's no mid-tribulation. There's only a tribute, I mean, uh, the, the, Persons who get caught up to see their glorified bodies in the twinkling of an eye, as shown in uh, Thessalonians, that takes place at the final trump. Okay, now hold on a second. Now, hold on, hold on a second. Are you are yes. you responding to the guy in the chat room? Uh, not just that guy, but just staying consistent with the what the show was for. It was telling persons about end time events. But if someone doesn't think that understanding who the true Israelites are is an important aspect of end time events, I wanted to kind of bring that in and say, look, look at these persons. Those persons are Israelites, right? And and that's really all that I have to say. Because again, there is a mass amount of people who go back and forth about when the church gets raptured. That solves it right there. Who are on Mount Zion, and they are first fruits, as explained to you in Deuteronomy 26. Anybody who really wants to know it, you'll go and read it, and they'll be readily apparent. Thank you. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I was listening to it, and I appreciate the the whole um, sharing about the prophecy. And I didn't know where you was coming from at first, but I see you you're tying into to the very title of the show, it being the end time prophecy. Appreciate it. If y'all listen, I'm doing 15 things here, and so I'm hearing spots and pieces, and then First John, your line one cleared, so I didn't get that until the very end, but I see where you were going, and I appreciate you doing that, and uh, when I put you on hold, you know the rule, put 
put your hand, uh, yeah, uh, press once your hand to go down, because I would love for you to chime in a little later on if you have anything, anything what's up. We really appreciate that. No problem. Well, that's Brother John. I know y'all remember he, him uh, and his sharing about the spiritual Jew versus the natural Jew. Those of y'all who just think we're all just caught up in just the natural, the natural. Brother John laid that out, and he's been laying it out, and I really appreciate what he was saying. I apologize I didn't get that at first, but he was definitely tying in. Uh, to this whole end time process. We had somebody in the chat room that was just going off talking about the Bible is allegorical. We are all a bunch of nuts and there's no such thing as end time. So Brother John addressed it. I really appreciate that. Really do. Okay, uh, Brother Yashua, go ahead again. Uh, folks, again, we're just laying the foundation here. We don't Because, again, some many of you, it don't take all that for you to understand we Israel, but you don't know how it relates to your life. You don't know how to apply this revelation. It's just like, okay, so what? So you need to understand the things that we've been saying so far. Since Eliana was saying what I was saying, and now Brother Yeshua, and then we're gonna to come to uh, Elishua. So Brother Yeshua, what? Why is this important? And you got your line muted if you if you didn't know that. Uh, so go ahead. Brother Yeshua, why is this important? Why is this important that people, um, why is this revelation important? Some people say, I see it. I see it. Don't see how it relates to me today. So uh, let everybody know, please, how it's important, please. Um, man, it's a lot. If it's not important, then, you know, all of the scriptures are not important because, most of the scriptures, not just in time prophecy, but the scriptures in general, talks about Israel. You know, every law and every commandment was given to Israel. Um, the whole book is pretty much talking about a people called Israel, so how can it not be important? It's almost like saying, give me one second. It's almost okay. like saying, um, you know, you're the main character of a movie but you're not important, but the whole movie is about you. And when we're dealing with the scriptures, like I said, every law says the Almighty spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel, tell them to do this, tell them to do that. The whole book is about Israel, their ups, their downs, what we went through, you know, um, our relationship with the Most High. How can it not be important? You know, the only people would try to say that it's not important is modern day Christians. Um, the Christians of ancient times never thought it was not important. And the reason I say modern-day Christians is because there's been a switch that has been made. Um, in Christian times, it's called, um, it is called, um, I'm trying to think of the exact term that they call it. It's called, um, if you know, help me out, um, when they... I'll give you an example. I just don't know the word that they call it right now. I kind of slipped my mind. You know, when every time that it says Israel, replace the yeah, sure. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. Is that beeping you? Okay, stop. Go yeah, right yeah. Ahead. Okay. All right, give me one second so I can uh, fix it because it's going to beep again. Give me one second. That's replacement theology is he's, the word he's trying to find. Amen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the word I was looking for, replacement theology. And what has been happening in Christianity in modern-day times is that they have been taught every time that it says Israel, it really means the church. But we know that that's not the case, but that's the false doctrine that has been taught. 
Give me so, one second. Let me stop okay. it again. Give me one second, okay? Okay, well, I'll let you take care of that. Yeah, we'll come back to you, uh, and you can finish what you're saying. But, 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 well, actually, I'm going to let him finish here. Let me just interject here, and then we'll go back to him, and then we'll let Ella Shul, because I uh, know Ella Shul going to have some to say on this, because over the years, this is what we do. <laughs> but, folks, listen, another reason I thought it would rise important really quickly is the nations of the world that have mocked us, the nations of the world, people that we do business with, some of us, they're in our communities doing business with us. These nations that have mocked us, once, I'm telling you folks, I know it's hard to believe, like Sister Eliana was saying, we got to have faith, you know, she's right. But a lot of these people don't believe it's because it just, we just look so out of touch with scriptures until this kind of teaching. This is why I tell everybody this is not a black message. This is not just for African Americans. This is for the planet. It's so important that white brothers and our white brothers and sisters, our Arab brothers and sisters, our Indian brothers and sisters teach this same exact word with the same exact fervency that they had when they believed the white people in Israel was Jews. They gotta support us, and I think they will even harder because people don't like Jewish people. For many reasons, but they like us. Seem like I'm just being in my world. They most foreigners like us. It's just it's a few things they don't understand. And so once they get this, I'm telling you, the nations of the world is going to want to support us. And this is why I, I think Sister Eliana is on something with this with the whole return thing, which I've been talking about as well for years. But uh, some of the remnant, and I think once we see how nations of the world begin to see us, and we, when they find out we're the Israelites, I'm telling you, we won't need an army. I don't believe that. I don't think we're going to need one dollar. I think nations of the world is they're the ones that's going to support. Not that we're doing it for that reason, but they're the ones that's going to support this movement. And it is going to be a, a, a work of the Father. It still will be a miracle. Right now, if all the nations of the earth just started really pouring into our uh, 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 return, that would be a miracle right there. To me, that's, that's, that is big enough crossing the Red Sea. To me, right now, if they just started saying, we want to help you, we want to no, do, we we protect you. So this is why this, this, this has got to be relevant. And some of us need to grow up thinking it's just about black folks. It's, it's, it's bigger than black folks. It's, it's those that love the Father, love his word. They're going to have a part to play in this. Uh, brother, yeah, sure. Go ahead and finish up. And then we're we'll gonna go to LSU. Okay. Well, basically, uh, like I was saying, uh, the whole thing they have been taught um, a replacement theology, which is totally not true. But it's funny is that what they do is that even though they are teaching a replacement theology, which is telling them every time when the scriptures talk about Israel, then they replace the word church with the nation of Israel, but they only replace it when it's something good. They don't replace it with our downfalls. You know what I mean? When when Israel do something bad, they, they don't replace it with church. When Israel have to go into captivity, they don't replace it with church. They only replace it with all the good things. So it's just a false doctrine that has came into play during, you know, the modern day era and the modern day times. But we all can see very clearly that Israel was and is a nation of people. And all of these things, still fit this one nation of people today who is who we are so all of the prophecies are still happening right now all of the prophecies are still going to come to pass so without knowing who the nation of israel is you're totally lost when you read the 
when you read the Bible, when you read the scriptures, you're actually totally lost. The Messiah prophesied and talked about, uh, he gave a parable that talks about you're going to know when the fig, fig tree starts to blossom. And in that parable, the fig tree was the nation of Israel, and we can see that we're starting to blossom because we're waking it back up to our heritage and who we are. We're making back up to our nationality and knowing that we're not Hamites, we're not Africans, we're actually Israelites, they're Almighty's chosen people. Likewise, you will see a lot of people read um, the Valley of Dry Bones and Ezekiel and things like that. But even when they read it, they don't understand that it's talking about a nation of people. But when you read it, it's very clear that it's talking about the northern and the southern kingdom of the nation of Israel coming back together one day and being one nation again, which the Almighty is going to make happen in due time. So uh, the whole book is about us, and you cannot miss that fact. And if you miss that fact... Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. We're going to hear a whole lot more from Yeshua tonight. Uh, I know he may have to run a little early. I'm going to give everybody a heads up. He may have to leave a little early, so we're going to lean on this brother a little bit more. After this, brother Yeshua, we're going to come back and lean on and brother Yeshua a little bit. You still got to go pretty early, brother? Brother Yeshua? Okay, brother El- uh, no, uh, no. Brother- no, I don't think so. I should I should be fine. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh brother uh Ella Shure, go ahead. Why is this important? Again we're gonna get to the scriptures, we're gonna be talking about Lots of scriptures, so everybody get your scriptures. I really want us to focus on the scriptures. Last week we hit history, we talked about DNA, but tonight I want, again, people are tuning in, and they had never heard this. I know we've heard it. It's common to us, like our middle name, but there's some people never heard this. They've been hearing it, but they've been thinking it's a cult. They've finally come around and still listening more, and uh, I'm telling you, they're listening now, so they need scriptures. Scriptures. How are we fulfilling these scriptures? Where are y'all getting this from? So, brother, Yash, brother uh, Elishua, why is it important right now? Is what we're talking about. And, 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 and why is it important? If you can just, if you could, please. Why is this important now? Okay. Um, first of all, it's extremely important. It's extremely important yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There's no way that you can actually determine any accuracy of prophecy without knowing. And, now, uh, hold on, hold on, brother. Hold, hold on a second. I don't know if it's you, but there's some noise in the background. I don't know what line. I've been trying to mute people. I don't know if there's some talk in the background. It can't be. But go ahead, whoever that is. Okay. Um, so, as I said, um, so it's extremely important. The whole Bible, is a, as we uh, mentioned last week, is a book of redemptive history, utilizing a, a, a group of people as what you would say a representative block. Uh, uh, Israel was chosen and selected by Yahweh for the sole purpose of using them as an example of how things would look when he has direct, intimate relationship with a people, not just an individual, with a nation. When we go to the New Testament, more the emphasis is on personal salvation, and that, and that is absolutely necessary. That's the reason why the Messiah shed his blood for the redemption of the sins of, of, of mankind. But, however, before we get to that, and remember the things in the Old Testament and the Tanakh were types and examples for our learning, but not only that, they are the timeline to give us indication of what's going to take place. So the thing is that if you don't know who it, and what has happened is that 
uh, when the Bible says, uh, talks about those who say they're Jews but are not, but of the synagogue of Satan, well, you have to consider what are the, some of the characteristics or the actions of Satan. One of the main things is deception, the thing that follows that closely behind is fear. What they've done in the scripture that we alluded to last week as well is in Jeremiah 16 and 19, when it speaks about the Gentiles inheriting lies. Well, what they've done is that they have uh, promulgated and they have dispersed that lies throughout the world, and the people have believed the law a lie rather than the truth. And if you have been exposed to Christianity, you have to understand that your thought process has been conditioned for you to consider no other people could be Israel except for those Gentiles who are in the land. Now, given the opportunity tonight, uh, I've outlined a number of scriptures that's going to disprove that uh, categorically to where you will find out that if according to the scriptures, see what's happening is that we need to quit listening to the commentary, even that comes from pulpits, unless we first search those things diligently in the scriptures. We need to quit listening to, to Christian television. Unless we search those things diligently, we are to take no one's word for the scriptures. We have availability and access, so there is no excuse. And the scripture commands us to study to show ourselves approved. So as you begin to dig into the prophecies, you will find out that there's a lot of error, a lot of heresy that's been taught through evangelical Christianity regarding prophecy. Because they have, they have all held the presupposition, the assumption that the people who are now in the land are the people who are the people of the book. But when we go through the scriptures, we'll find out that the book clearly says that those people who are in that land right now, at this point in time, there's no way that they could be Israel because the scripture says it repeatedly that they are Gentiles. Now, one quick note, and then I'll move on, and whenever you want to come back to me, like I said, I'm ready to go throughout the scriptures and to show these points line up on line, preach up on preach up with the scriptures. Now, let's just dispel real quick from the beginning so we don't have to address this issue of replacement theology anymore throughout this discourse. Replacement theology is a heresy, and the reason it's a heresy because what it does is it guts the very substance of what the scriptures are about by trying to remove those people out of history. Now, let's go right to the New Testament. Let's go to the man that people always Now, you're still, on, you, you, you're still on why it's important. I don't want to get into the other meat yet. We're still yes, talking about why it's important, because, right? All right, because you have to, because including why go ahead, it's important, go ahead. again, that I want to show it from the scriptures and not that just they're thinking that they're just getting our opinions. But now, and, and at the same time, dispelling and proving the fallacy of replacement theology. Now, Here's the thing, real quickly. In the last days, all the scriptures that you will read from, from Isaiah to Malachi are concerned and preoccupied with one group of people, and that is Israel. It is not preoccupied with the church. As a matter of fact, if you read the book of Revelation, after the fifth chapter, you don't see the church mentioned anymore in the book of Revelation, but yet it still has, what, 17 more chapters to go. So, now, let's deal with this replacement theology and at the same time see the significance of why it's important for us to know who Israel actually is. Because there are a lot of people, okay. even the calls who were on previous weeks who said that it's no more important that, 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 that the Most High is now finished with Israel. Romans 11, chapter 1, and begins this. I say then, have Elohim cast away his people, Elohim forbid. For I am an Israelite. Remember, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Also take note that whenever Paul identifies himself in Scripture, 
when he identifies himself with his physical genealogy identity, he always regards himself as an Israelite. And also take note that not one time in the Chronicles of History do we have note that Paul ever refers to himself as a Christian. That is a European Gentile invention that came after the second century. Now let us proceed. Now, and how can he have Elohim has not, let's make that important, very emphatic. Elohim has not cast away his people which he foreknew, which ye know what the scripture said of Elias, how that he make an intercession to Elohim against real sin. Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of Elohim unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, now this is Paul speaking. Even so, then, at this present time, also, there is a remnant. Who is the remnant of who? The remnant of Israel, according to the election of grace, meaning that those people whom the scriptures are concerned with and those people who will one day be regathered back to the land and those people who will rule and reign with the Mashiach from the land of Israel, Jerusalem proper, those people are Messianic Israelites, meaning that they are born again. Of the spirit, they have accepted the Hamashiach not just as a prophet, but they acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. So let's be clear on that because there's a lot of innuendos that were being put forth to this sort of fly that we do not recognize and we are and we are not born again. Everyone on this line that has been on this on this issue for the last three or four weeks are all born again spirit-filled people. So let's make that clear. And as we see through the scripture, that those are the only people who are going to inherit the promises. As we go forth even further in scripture, I will show you that those people, many of the people who are unruly, who are belligerent, people who are motivated and governed in this movement through hate and not through obedience to the Most High, those people will be severed like wheat. It says all the sinners of the people should be destroyed by the sword. Now pick up here at verse 7. I mean, at verse, at verse 6. So if by grace, then it's no more work, otherwise grace is no more bound. Now, go down to verse 12. Now, if all of them be, it's, it, 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 now, okay, okay, we're not, no, verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Elohim forbid. Rather, through their fall, salvation has done what? It's coming to the Gentiles to do what? To provoke Israel to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be riches of the world, diminish of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles. Now I speak to the Gentiles. These are the people, evangelical Christians, who are claiming this replacement theology. This is why I speak to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. For if by any means I may provoke the emulation, them which are my flesh. Now remember, Paul is magnifying his office for the objective of bringing in those who are according to his flesh. Yet we've been accused of being in the, in the flesh. By, by making the same approach and, and have the same pursuit that Paul had and the same purpose and might save some of them. For if the casting away them be the reconciling of the world, what should the receiving of them be but the, from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, Paul, John spoke about this, the lump also is holy. If the root be holy, also are the branches. If some of the branches be broken off and thou being a wildest olive tree, this is where we get into the replacement theology, were grafted in among them, and with them partakers of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, boast not. This is a clear, clear imperative against replacement theology. Boast not against the branches. Who are the branches? They're Israel. But if thou boast, thou boastest not the root, but the root thee. In other words, the Gentiles 
their availability and access to salvation came through Israel. So if any boasting, Israel does the boasting, not the Gentiles. It says that thou will say then the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and, the, and, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, high but fear. For if Elohim spared not the natural branches, take, take ease, lest he also not spare thee. But behold the goodness and the purity of the most, and it goes on. And the last, last verse, what I want to read says, and they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For if God is able to graft them in again, for if they were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, were grafted contrary into the good tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted back in? Now, we're just getting started. Israel now. We got next. Back to you, Good Seth. point. Good point. Very good point. Very good point. Couldn't have said that better. And folks, listen, listen, listen. This brother here, Brother Elishua, is going to be a little loud. So am I. We're very, very passionate. Y'all need to understand that. This brother, listen to what he says. Sometimes people try to discount Brother Elishua or discount me because we get loud. We bring the fire. You know, you got other people that are more intelligent, they're more suave. I don't have that. <laughs> So, y'all just know we're going to be coming at you with all barrels tonight. And, again, we are Israel. That That is what we're saying. It is important. We don't just stay in the flesh. We start. We're letting people know who they are. This is who you are. This is who our people are. We are as spiritual as it gets. This nation is what shows the world. Pretty much, the Father used us to to show the whole world how to worship Him. And again, there's some noise in the background. If you're not talking, just simply mute me. No big deal. But folks, listen tonight. This information, and then we're going to get into the scripture. Last thing I promise I'm going to say. This information. Actually, I'm going to play a video here, and then we're going to get into the scriptures. Y'all got to hear this, brother, uh, brother Dana Stevens, and then we're going to get into some meat here. This information, if you listen with open heart, prayerfully, you will see that this truth encourages many to have a closer understanding of the Father, see his love and his love story, because it really is a big love story. It's all about his Father and his people. They're rejecting him, and he ain't, he brings in the whole planet, which he wanted all along. This will cause submission to Yah by his own people. I believe it did cause the Israelites. I think that we're spiritual people who've always said that. But now we have purpose. We have reasoning. We don't have to worship the Father grudgingly. We can see the love in it, even in our oppression. I can see it. It will definitely inspire devotion to the Most High. And it would, here we go, like Brother Elishua was just saying, and others, it will give clarity and answers to many questions that we as a people have been asking our entire life, not to mention our forefathers. They didn't understand it, so they would sing songs like, we'll understand it better, by and by, farther along, we'll understand why they just stayed true to the Most High, trusted Him, and they had a joy 
believing it's going to be okay one day. People say, oh, that's kind of skies. No, they were right. Now this is the day. This is the day. No, no, no. This is the day where we understand who we are and why we are and when we are. Redemption has come. We're at the end of the 400 years. I believe, like Sister Eliana has been saying, I've been saying, if you've been listening to this, Five Stone Network, been saying it for a long time. There is a remnant of us coming out. Or there is going to be a changing of the guard. It is not going to be business as usual. There, what's about to happen is going to shock the world. Do y'all have any idea what we're saying? Listen, let me tell you how powerful this is. Because some of y'all, I, I, I can just feel it in my spirit. And then we're coming to you, Sister Eliana. I can feel it in my spirit. Some of you, you don't read. You just listen to the um, TV and you go, and ain't nothing wrong with your life. You just don't get deep into nothing. And I'm not saying I'm the deepest. I, I can learn a whole lot more. Believe me, I know nothing compared to some people. But I've been to 24 countries. That's not the whole world. And I'm telling you, this is a global movement. Like Ella Shua said last week, y'all looking for a move of God? This is it. This is, uh, Azusa shook the whole planet. Azusa did in L.A. when the miracles began to start happening. That was a big move of the Father right there. But this thing right here, this got people in Africa, West Africa, talking. And they not, it's not something that just started. They've been in West Africa saying they Israel Jews forever. They've been in Australia, untouchables, many of them in touch with their Hebrew roots. They've been in South Africa, the Limba people. They've been in China. You know, I'm talking about black folk in China saying the Hebrew way before 1948. It always was about them people. It was never about those people in Israel. We just didn't know it. Now we're all connecting because of the Internet. But it's old. It's not a new thing. We're just newly finding out. I am shocked when I traveled all over the country, the world, you know, the places I've been. How many people been Hebrews? Papua New Guinea, real quick, and I'm coming to you. That's the Eliana. I'm, I'm talking to Red Panda. We flying in and out of Narita, which is Japan. And, and this brother talking to me. We're on planes, and we were just just going all over the place. I'm taking him to Papua New Guinea to get his children. And, you know, so we're in Port Moresby. We're in Australia. We're in cars. We are, we are, he was my traveling buddy, Reverend Pandy. And this gentleman dropped something on me I never thought of. He said, Brother Set, Brother Set, you know we, we live like the Old Testament people. I said, y'all, y'all Jews. He said, no, well, I don't know. We don't have Jews, but we offer up sacrifices. I said, why do y'all offer up sacrifices? Why do y'all still do that now? I said, you believe it, right? He said, yeah. He says, I know what my people do. They find wives for each other. He said, we live exactly like the Old Testament. I mean, exactly, like like time has not changed. And I said, he said, not all Papua New Guineans, but just certain ones in the highlands. And he started telling me, the more he told me about it, I said, Brother Pandy, that's Jewish. How did y'all get that? 
I don't get that. I'm trying to hear. I want. I'm listening for slave ship. That's what I do. I travel. I ask a bunch of questions. I'm very nosy. And when I hear people got their slave ships and they do, they following the, going through all of these characteristics of Israel at the bottom of their society. I let them know. I believe in Israel. I sure do. That's what I do. So I tell them that, and so he began to research, and lo and behold, he says we're Israelites. He can see it. Having gotten their ships. Anyway, he talked about the Australians and how they lord over them. They're the white people over in that area. Just like they do us here, they do them that there. But then you go to Cairns, Australia, where I'm looking at, I, I see the Aborigines. you got to hear their story, man. It's crazy. They're living just like us. <laughs> just like us. One more thing, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go on to Sister Eliana. I'm in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. I'm telling y'all, this is global. And I keep going to these churches because I'm, I'm checking out Haile Selassie because I know he have a whole connection with Israel. And Menelik and Queen of Sheba had a baby, and they call him uh, King Solomon and, and, Menel, uh, and Queen of Sheba had a baby. They call him Menelik according to the Ethiopian Bible. Blah, blah, blah. I'm there checking all this out. And this gentleman says something that blows me away. That's why I went to Ethiopia. I knew not to trust white folks. Not all of them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So this brother, I say, I notice y'all crossing each other. You're crossing your chest at the at the churches. Are y'all uh, Catholic? He said, no, brother, no. He's a taxi driver. And so we go to this another church, way high up in Addisa Baba. He say, he, they do some, oh, they kneel, they, they kneel at the temple. They, they, like, they nod in their head, kind of like they do over in Israel at the Willow Island. I'm speeding this up. Listen to this, folks. This, this will blow you away. And so I say, so y'all are, y'all thought you said y'all weren't Catholic. He said, we're not Catholic. We, we're not Catholic. I said, well, I saw you doing a cross on your chest, and then I said, look at that guy. He's over there kind of kneeling at that building like Catholicism or something. He said, no. Then, then something else happened. I said, brother, you, y'all Catholic. Oh, he mentioned Pope or something like that. I said, wait a minute. Y'all can't be Pope and not be Catholic. He said, my brother, he pulled a cab over, and he tells me this. He said, we're not Catholic. He said, do you remember the Ethiopian monk in the book of Acts? I said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, got baptized. He said, exactly. He said, when the Ethiopian monk returned, he established a church. It's called the Orthodox, Ethiopian Orthodox. That is that church. <laughs> now, I don't know what that do to y'all listening to me tonight to hear that, but what this man is saying, if it's true, this Ethiopian monk was back in Christ's day. If he came back to Ethiopia and established this church and is still around, that predates Catholicism thousands of years. I don't even know if you have any idea what that means to the religious world. This is what I mean by white supremacy, and we've been lied to. Now, that's who, Bob, you need to be trying to see. But anyway, Sister Eliana. I want to uh, go ahead and start. I just want you to just share. Let's do this, y'all. Let's take a little short break. I want y'all to hear uh, Dana Stevens. When we come back, we're going to get into the scriptures. I know we're kind of putting it off, but all this is juicy. All this is needed, and it sets the foundation. Many of you already know this in your spirit. You just need to know why. So is everybody okay with a quick little break here? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Brother Elishur, you okay? I am good. All right, folks, y'all going to enjoy this. This, this is uh, Dana Stevens. I have to play him, otherwise we're going to look up and, he, and it's going to, I'm 
and I will have forgotten. But you got to hear this. Again, we don't need white people to, and not dogging out whites, and y'all, I want to keep saying that, okay? I love all people, but we don't need white people to define this movement. But, again, the Father does nothing on the earth, nothing in the earth that's not going to include everybody to some degree. That is the truth. So check this out. This out. This will be a blessing to you if I can. If I can pull it up, I just had it now. I can't see it. Oh, my goodness. This is a gentleman that's been speaking out for a long time about how blacks are the true Jews of the Bible. He just got convicted, and uh, he has been just really out there. And I'm having trouble with this video. So let's go ahead and start the question. Um, Sister Eliana, go ahead and share any scriptures you have proven how we are indeed truly the people of that book, of the Bible. And uh, then I want Yeshua, I want you to go ahead and present after her, and then uh, Brother Elishua, and then uh, we'll see if this this video or this audio is ready then. Okay. Um, Out of all the other scriptures that we've already mentioned, let's see, let me go to, let me find a few more Yeah, because remember that people listen for the very first time. Right, I understand. Um, let me go on here. Uh, I was actually in another, in the New Testament. Um, well, maybe I should go in back there. And while you're getting that scripture, I just want to say this, folks. Ask yourself this question while Sister Eliana is getting those scriptures. What is your proof? What is your proof? We've proved it historically, genetically, last show, scripturally, and there's even more scriptures. I count over 300 scriptures that talks about how we are living 100% similar to Israel. And remember, they are to repeat according to Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Israel is to repeat all that ancient stories, ancient, all of that is to repeat various stories and things. They're just repeating. Remember, those people died right away after Moses made that comment that, He's going to repeat this forever. Some of them died. It could have been talking to just them. And Deuteronomy 29 talks about it not being just you for you, but those even that are not here. Sister Eliana, go right ahead. Okay. Um, well, one of the scriptures, I mean, I, I was looking at scriptures. I'm sorry. I'm kind of drawing a blank because I'm trying to narrow down. I mean, there's so many scriptures that have been no, 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 take your time, take your time, uh, because that's the, trust me, it's like you want the juiciest one. Brother Yashua, go here while she's getting herself together, we'll come back to you still, Yana. Okay. Oh. Okay, bro, now what am I doing right now? We're sharing scriptures, it's just showing how we Israel, we're the true people of the Bible. I will go ahead and go first here while, you know, and uh, while you're thinking about that. And like I say, folks, the chapters we use the most is Deuteronomy 28 and also Leviticus 26, but it's really the entire Bible. I was reading Psalms, how the Father said he would, uh, how Israel would, 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 would uh, uh, sigh, S-I-G-H, sigh, sigh, sigh. Because one of the characteristics of Israel is they would sigh. And sigh means to go, man, dog, you know. Cursing, really, you know, I ain't going to curse, but y'all know what I'm saying. You know profanity when you hear it. But it said how they would sigh. They would also say this. Listen to this, family and friends. You know everybody don't say this. See if there be any sorrow like unto mine. Again, 
scripture talks about what Israel will go through, said, they will say within their soul, see if there be any sorrow like unto mine. Everybody can't say that. Every nation can't say that. Why do you can't say that? Everybody can't say that. See if there be any sorrow like unto mine. That's going to be a people that's at the very bottom. So this is uh, what we're talking about. We're talking about things, scriptures. That show we are the people of the Bible. I know y'all got a lot of juicy ones, but come out with any ones you have. And again, we're talking about Deuteronomy 28, slave ships. How what they, the, the Bible says Israel will be put in slave ship. It says you have a uh, uh, house of the, uh, your good men will leave their children, not father their children. And Deuteronomy 28, uh, put that in the show's description. And I put the verse there also. Remember, in the show description, I put about 15 scriptures with. Where it's found. So y'all have about 15 scriptures there. But read Deuteronomy 28. And I want to say this real quick before uh, Brother Yashil come on. When you read the scriptures and you read things like you shall have an ox or an ass, you're going to say, well, I don't have an ox or an ass. They don't, they don't apply to me. That, there we go, Seth. That's one that don't apply to me. Remember, this is to be upon a nation. You might not have an ox or an ass, but your 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 foreparents there. You gotta look at every every group of people on this earth, and look at them at four hundred years intervals. What nation lived out this? And look at them like I said in four hundred year intervals. Who who lives out this? Who had oxes and asses and it was violently taken away? It ain't gonna be no one or two oxes. It's gonna be thousands and thousands of oxes. Taken away. We got this saying about 40 acres and a mule because we never saw it. Again, some people did have mules and it was taken away violently. These are scriptures that only we live out. No other people can say they had thousands and thousands of oxes and mules in their own farmlands. It was taken away. The black farmers are saying, they the people done like that on this planet. If they are, they're a sister tribe, probably South Africa, West Africa, or India, somewhere like that, which is nothing more than another Israelite. So that's what we're going. I just had to throw it in there. So remember, when you see uh, ox ass, remember this is to be upon the people. You might not have had an ox or an ass, but I guarantee your grandparents did, or their grandparents did. And what happened to that ox or that ass? What happened to that business? It really means business. Is really all it was. What happened to that business? How was it taken? That's when the clan was born. That's what happened with Tulsa. Whenever we thrive at the top, here comes the clan was born to burn down Tulsa and, 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 and Miami. So it's just whenever we thrive, this is what happens. Go ahead, Brother Yeshua. Okay, well, uh, pretty much I wanted to mention, um, I know people about around the 28th line. You're breaking up. Go ahead. Hello? Brother Yashua, if you're talking, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Okay, I can go. Go ahead, sister. I don't know what's going on with his phone, but go ahead, and then we'll bring him back in later. Go ahead. Okay. I have two. Uh, Leviticus 26 and 19, and it says, And I will break the pride of your power, and I will make your heavens iron and your earth Bronze, and then I, I think about some of our uh, early '60s Black Power movements after emancipation. After we thought we were free, we thought we needed economic freedom, and so I remember when the Black Panthers came together, and there was a lot of pride in our community. But 
and we thought we were rising strong, but it says, I will break the pride of your power. And we saw, you know, I wasn't around to see it, but historically it was shown how systematically the um, the government broke that pride of the power of the Black Panthers one by one and even hunted the men down, killed a lot of them. Um, a few they did not kill, but that's one proof of us being Hebrews. The other one I wanted to mention is um Deuter- I mean excuse me um Leviticus 26 and verse 27 and this this pertains to us right now and to the gentleman who made the comment in the chat room and to countless other uh people who we continually tell the same thing to and they don't listen and Leviticus 26 verse 27 says but in spite of this you will not listen to me but walk contrary to me after all of these curses, after all of this bad stuff, after the slavery, after all that we've seen historically, it says you won't listen. You're still going to be hard-headed people, and we are very hard-headed people. And um, that's runs. That is a grain that runs through us as a Hebrew people. And the Most High predicted that in Leviticus 26, verse 27. But in spite of all this, you will not listen to me. But walk contrary to me. Um, Amen. Amen. So that, those are two scriptures that we can definitely say apply d- directly to our community. Because most other communities, when they have a leader rise up, they can gather their community, they can rally together, and they actually start to prosper. But we have we have been gathered and rallied and gathered and rallied as a nation of people in this country. Uh, for the last 50, 60 years, and we still have not risen up. And we still splinter apart, talk against each other, walk contrary, still serve other gods. We're doing everything the scriptures say we would do as a Hebrew people. Also, I'll just continue a little bit. It says, then I will walk contrary to you in your fury, and I myself will discipline you sevenfold of your sins. So this is this is the chastisement that we've talked about that we have experienced in our community in times past. Um, it's because of that um, stiff-necked, hard-headed, um, unwilling to yield, unwilling to listen, unwilling Amen. to bend. Unwilling to turn. Amen. Well, listen, we got Brother Yahshua back in again. We're just going to hit these. I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to bounce off y'all. If y'all want to jump in before I bring y'all fine, I just want to just go with scriptures, scriptures, scriptures. Okay, uh, Brother Yahshua is back. Sorry, his line dropped, everybody. So he is back. Uh, Brother Yahshua, you were saying uh, before your line got dropped. Remember, folks, stay, stay tuned because if you line drop in the next three minutes, you won't be able to get back out to 10. You won't be able to call back. All right, you will not be able to call back if your line drop after 10. So go ahead, Brother Yeshua. Your line is wide open. Okay. All right, so um, I'm going to just try to pick up where I left off. And uh, basically what I was explaining is that we were prophesied for all of these curses to happen to us as a nation of people in a land that neither we at the time nor our forefathers have known, and that land is America. And the reason why we know is because we don't find where this land was mentioned in the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10. But all of the other captivities 
that we can quote throughout Israelite history, all of those captivities happened in a land that our forefathers knew about, whether it was Egypt, which they just came out of Egypt when that prophecy was given, whether it was Assyria. I can show in the scriptures that they knew of Assyria beforehand, Babylon, they knew of Babylon beforehand, they knew of Medo-Persia, Greek, and Rome. They knew of all of these places, all of these lands, which were all mentioned before that prophecy came out. So obviously it has to be dealing with these lands in the Western Hemisphere that we were taken to, from Jamaica to North America to South America to Cuba. That's the only thing that actually fits the prophecy and fits the bill. You know, um, let alone, you know, um, the yokes of iron on our necks and being put on slave ships and all of these other things that we can put on top of that. Um, so, yeah, just with that, which is a major, major thing, because um, I've heard different people try to try to say, that, well, yeah, this happened to them in Germany, but it just don't fit the bill. And we all know that it don't fit, you know. So, um, so with that being said, also, we want to look at um, we want to look at certain prophecies um that I think, you know, we mentioned a few of them in the last show as far as um, how our people are the number one people in jail, which is also a prophecy, how we will be in prison houses and different things like that, how our young men are standing on the street corners. That's a prophecy, too, according to the book of Isaiah, I believe, the 51st chapter. We don't never see those 51, Ashkenazi 20, 5120, 50, there it is. We never see those Ashkenazi um um, young man standing on the street corners as a wild bull in the net. It would be a funny sight to even imagine that, you know. So that don't happen with them, and the reason why it don't is because they are not the true descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I think the sister even mentioned earlier how we can talk to them, and once we know who we are, they always submit to it. I have yet to to actually have discussions or me and some of our brethren and talk to any of them and they could give back an intelligent uh, conversation as to why they are the true Israelites. I've yet to meet one that can do that. Um, they have not done that. And for the most part, every time when we discuss things with them, they actually do exactly what the sister said. They actually submit and yield and say, well, yeah, you're telling the truth. You are the true Israelites. And, and, and let's go in, uh, brother. Yes, I know you tell the story every time. It seems like you're on five smooth stone. But again, y'all, we have to remember. Some people listen the first time. They've never heard. Some of y'all, they don't know y'all. Some of y'all look at the phone lines. Some of these phone numbers I don't never seen before. So we gotta repeat, repeat, repeat. Okay. Now, brother, y'all should travel to Israel. He gotta tell the story if he don't mind. And uh, he was trying the bracelet. And go ahead, brother. I'll let you tell the story, please. You gotta tell the story. Go ahead in Israel. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so pretty much, you know, the guy first looked at me. He said, well, no, you have to be a Jew to, to try on any of this stuff and things like that. And so, you know, me and no, me knowing who I am, that I am a real Jew, you know, so we got into a discussion. And I pretty much a lot of the things that we're talking about on this show tonight is what I went through with him. We went through the curses of Deuteronomy. Uh, we went through the conversion of the Khazars, which those that don't know in history, there was a kingdom in the land of Turkey. Um, at that time, it was called uh, Ismar. There was a kingdom called the Khazar Empire. Um, and at that time, it was also known as uh, the land of Khazaria. And 
the people who the world called Jews today, back then in the um, around 700, 740 AD, they were called Khazars. The Khazar people lived in the land of Khazari, which is Turkey today. During that time period, those people actually, this is the time that they converted to the religion called Judaism. And since that time forward, they have been teaching and saying that they were the true descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, so I went through that history with him, and I let him know this is where his people descend from. And that's the reason why they're calling themselves Jews today, because the true Jews have went into captivity. We had our babies taken from us where we couldn't teach them, you know, our own language. We couldn't teach them who they were as their nationality. We couldn't teach them their own customs and all these things. So, of course, we were cut off at that point when you can't teach your children who they are from birth, right? And then another people come in and step in, and they start to teach their children that they are the true Jews. Well, they can do that. Why? Because the true Jews don't know who they are. And after this, went through curses in Deuteronomy 28, told them about the slave ships, told them about the yokes of iron on their neck, told them that don't fit his people, it fits my people. And he looked right in my face and said, I cannot deny anything that you just said. That's exactly what he told me. And he was there in school, in some type of religious school, to, um, you know, to learn about the whole religion and different things like that. So they, they so know, but they won't, they won't admit it until they know that you know. That is very powerful what he just said. They won't, they'll act like they don't know until they find that you know. And I, and I can say the same thing, but I was in Israel. Real quick, and I'll make this like in a minute, try to. I was in, and it was this gentleman passing. I, I, I want to engage them, but I don't want to be, I'm not going to be argumentative. I'm not going to be talking down. I just want to hear what they have to say. I've let them know there's these people in America saying, but I don't let them know how I believe. So this one gentleman, he was passing out these little booklets, and, and so I, uh, and again, y'all bear with me because I've heard this story before, but some people have never heard it. So I was in Israel, and this gentleman was passing out, a Hebrew, so-called Jew, and so I guess behind him, so-called Hebrew, and, and again, it's a little noise in the background, y'all. Please, meet me if you're not talking. Um, so, uh, brother, okay, there we go. Anyway, so I, I walked beside his little podium where he got all his little booklets, and I said, oh, this is going to be an excellent time to talk to this brother because they are required to acquire to their faith. This is the whole purpose of Israel. They're called to be evangelists, to, to go and teach the world about this great God that they have. That's the whole call of Israel. So he is doing the right thing by passing this publication if he thinks he is, but here goes the Gentile. He thinks in his mind anyway he should talk to me. So I'm standing by the phone. He looked back at me, folks. I promise you he kept on passing out like I was, like I was a ghost or something. I said, well, I'm not going to move from where this podium is. His podium is because all his stuff is his belongings is right here. So I guess he got tired of me standing there. He recognized it. We're talking about at least about 10 minutes I stood there. That's a long time standing there when the man is not even about 10 feet away and he sees you standing there. So finally he comes back. And he says these words to me, family and friends. He says, so, are you some football player, baseball player? You know, that's some that's an offense right there, but I, I didn't react. Again, I'm there for peace. I want peaceful dialogue because I cannot afford to be spread no lie. This group said, touch that my Lord to do my prophets no harm. And further states, I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. So we are very aware of the scriptures tonight, and we share this profound revelation with y'all, and we hope that you will share this with your brothers and sisters and family and just spread this wonderful truth about how African-Americans is one of the lost tribes. So anyway, so I say, 
He said, you football player, baseball player? I said, no. I said, no, I'm, um, I'm one of the lost tribes of Israel. And I just come home to just to see how my homeland is faring out. Something along those lines. See how my homeland is doing. Folks, I kid you not, when I said those words, no, I'm just one of the lost tribes of Israel. Just thought I would come back home and just see how my land is doing. Something along those lines. This gentleman looked down at the ground. And he looked down at the ground. And I stood there and looked at him for, this might not seem like a long time, but practice it, it's a long time. I stood there for about three minutes. I looked at him. He looked at the ground. See how long that is? I looked at him. Look at the ground. I didn't move. I just stood there. I looked at him. He looked at the ground. If I'm lying, I'm flying, folks. This is a true story. I stayed looking at him. He stayed looking at the ground. And we just stood there like that. And I walked away about a span of about 20 steps. And I looked back at him as I was going to the mall, and he was still looking at the ground. Listen to me. Folks, you got to go to Israel. And when you go, let the people in Demona who who show up at their Wailing Wall sometime in, in, in groups of like 50, be a lot of us. You need to see the look on those people's face at the Wailing Wall. Let your spirit do it. I can tell you stories after stories after stories after stories. This is why we share these things because some of y'all, you don't, you don't need a whole lot of scriptures. You know this makes sense. So you have to hear these kinds of things. Like, what is the real Jew saying to y'all? Nothing. Nothing. I was on a plane. I, I got to share this. Some of y'all need this. And everybody was checking into this one gentleman on this plane. Checking this one gentleman. And I noticed he was wearing, his attire was a little different. Normally they have the little, little uh, I forget, brother, brother, yeah, sure, what do you call the little things they have on their head, which is not even, they copping off the people in that land before. There's a whole story behind that, but I want to know the official name. What did you call it? Brother Yashua, you got me muted. Yeah, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Okay. I'm back now. I, 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 was saying, I, I was just saying, there was a gentleman beside me who was wearing something on his head. I forget the name, the proper name. I want to call it by the proper name. I know I have a name in my head, but that's not the proper name. But anyway, he had a, a, this little thing that they wear in Israel. And I found out they only wear that because when they became back, when they came from Russia, everybody in that land that dressed like that, and he was trying to kind of copy out them. you got to hear about the whole history behind the way, the way they dress. It's, it's, it's crazy. You'll never believe it. It's crazy. When they came right, you there. You mean they uh, keep Yes. Yeah, but it was a gentleman on plane. He was wearing an orthodox one, the kind, of the, the little thicker one. So I knew he was some type of orthodox priest, and he was sitting right beside me. And I know it was the father, especially what's about to happen. I started talking to him, and the fire attendant kept walking beside us, in between us. And and I say, he said, he said, can you mind if I come sit by you? And I said, well, yeah, that's exactly what I want. So he said beside me, he started telling me, and I started talking about these people in America call themselves Hebrews. Didn't let him know what I believed, just to see. And then I asked him, could I record him? He said, yes, Brother Elishur, Brother Yeshua, Sister Eliana. 
He said, yes, and I recorded him for many years in Cincinnati and in the Columbus area. I've heard this recording. It's got a plane engine on it, but you still can't pretty good. I started talking about, well, what should I go back and tell my people, these black people that think they're Israel? I said, because they see things like this, uh, Brother Vinny, and I ain't going to say his whole name, so you can't get in trouble, but V-I-N-N-Y, and I say, he said, well, he said, yeah, I've heard of that, I've heard of that. He said, uh, I said, they're saying they're the Jews, and they said, y'all are not the Jews because y'all have not been through anything that's in the Bible. He said, oh, that's incorrect. He said, I've heard about them, too. I said, well, let's, let me, give me something to go share with them. I said, first, the Holocaust, where is that in the Bible? Folks, I want y'all to listen to me. You've been lied to. He said the Holocaust is in Deuteronomy 28. I've been trying to find the Holocaust in Deuteronomy 28. It is not there. I didn't tell him nothing. I already knew it when he said it, but I didn't say it. I played dumb. I said, okay, I'm going to give that to him. Deuteronomy 28, you said? I said, yeah. He said, okay. I said, okay. Like I knew it, but I, like I believed it, but I really knew there was a lie. So I kept on talking. I said, and another thing they say is, like, uh, in Deuteronomy 28, it says, and here's a scripture for y'all. Here's another scripture. It says, in Deuteronomy 28, you shall betroth a wife or have a wife. But another nation will basically take her, rape her. Deuteronomy 28, verse 30. As a nation, you're going to have a nation full of women, probably millions. And another nation, probably millions of men, is going to come take her. I say, they saying they went through that in slavery. When did y'all go through that? He says, oh, see, that's what I'm saying, Seth. I'm trying to talk like he talked. He said, we went through that in the Holocaust. Hitler, that. I never heard of no mass rapings like it was in slavery back in the Holocaust moment days. And some people even argue it didn't exist. I'm not going to go there. But I'm going to say it did exist, the Holocaust. But I have never heard of women being taken. I heard people been putting gas up and all this. But it, it, it's going to have to be a massive raping like common knowledge. That's not what they went through. And then I say, well, what about this when it says that your young men are being locked up? And they say they got a lo- all these men locked up. And he says, yes, our people have been locked up. For- I mean, everything I said to this man. And then at one point he said this, y'all, and, and I'm coming to you uh, 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 after I finish this, uh, brother, I think brother Yeshua, I mean, brother Elishua. Listen to this. Brother Yeshua, were you done, by the way, real quick? I don't know why this brother's on delay. I think he got okay. me muted. Yeah, I'm okay. Now say it again. Was I was I done? I said, were you done? Were you done? Oh yes, yes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I'll let you come to you next. I'll just finish it up real quickly. So I finally started talking about everything, and I left the best for last, which is leprosy. And so he kept saying things like, well, you know, the Bible is typology. Same thing the person was in the chat room. It's figment. It's not all. I was saying he kept. He just kept saying things like it's 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 figurative, figuratively and all of this. I said, well, listen, if that's the truth. Anybody can be a Jew. He kind of looked at me like he wasn't ready for that. Like, if that's true, you, all this stuff is typology. We can't really, it don't mean what it says. Don't, it don't say what it means. It means what it say. And I said, well, first of all, let me talk to you. I said, let me, Vinny, let me mention another thing. What about leprosy? You know, in the Bible days, white skin was looked upon as a, as a curse. He never denied it. This is what that man said, this so-called orthodox Jewish priest to me after I brought up leprosy. That's why I tell everybody leprosy is the backbreaker 
at Five Smooth Stars Network. It is the strongest message we have against white supremacy, because if you can understand how the world looked at white people back in the Bible days, I do not believe the Roman soldiers, all the people were white. I don't believe their history. I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it was white. And then I, I started re- reading history about the Roman soldiers back in the day being dark-skinned. I'm not talking about the, the, the last few, you know, the recent. I'm talking about ancient times. People was dark-skinned people, man. I'm telling you what I know. So anyway, uh, I brought up leprosy. Because if it was, it was said lepers, though, you know, when it talked about those soldiers. I don't believe that they was white like we think. It's all part of a lie, and I, I, I found some information there, but we'll have to do another show on that. But listen, when I brought up leprosy and how that white skin, even if you had a white spot, just a innocent little white spot, you were to be brought to the priest and how people turn all white, he said these words, and I'm coming to you, Uh Seth, you know, I don't know. They could be true. Who? He's talking about African-Americans in, in, in America. He's saying they could be true. What do you mean they could be true? You're coming from Israel. You just pay homage into your, the motherland of your faith, and you're telling me that I could be... Folks, I'm telling y'all, and that was a grave so-called Judy who talked to me. Normally, they don't get that far. But go ahead, Brother Elishua, please. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, um, First of all, I think in, in regard to just, you know, more scriptures for them to know that we're Israel, um, for the most part, I think you look at it like this. For the elderly people, um, people I would say my mother's age and age, my, my mother's 80 years old, um, a lot of those people, they have a knowing because their life experience has shown them that there's something very um, conspicuously different from what other people have fared throughout their whole, you know, their lifetime. And those people are 80, 90 years old. Um, a lot of people know it. They just, you know, it's not something that they actually gave great stock to because they didn't see how that even knowing that made any difference other than the fact that they always believed that at some point in time, this is the, you know, the old Negro, you know, uh, spiritual goes, uh, we shall overcome. They, they trusted in that. They believed in that. So, and if, um, and if people read Deuteronomy 28, <clears throat> And if they would just look at that and match that up to our experience, you know, our slave experience, our experience um, through the middle passage, or, you know, our in route here, uh, it's, it's very indicative that, that, that we're Israel in that regard. Now, the thing is, is that I think that for the most part, <clears throat> um, for, for a lot of people to grasp this, they don't understand the fact, again, is that, well, if we're Israel, who are those people? Now, if, y'all, if you're ready to dig into the scriptures of, uh, I'm ready to go in in, yes. in that direction because I think that that's what you can see. Well, first let's just go um, real quick. And, and if, if everybody who's listening, if you there, uh, if you have your Bibles near, uh, if you have a notepad, just just make real quick notes. I'm gonna go through them real quick. But you're gonna see how this line up. That first of all, it's impossible that the people who are now occupying the land of Israel, uh, formerly known as Canaan, before the uh, Hebrews came into it. Um, and soundly, you know, colonized that land and made that land their own. Um, and it was called Canaan. But w- what you'll find out in the scriptures is that through the prophecies that it's actually prophetically absolutely impossible for the people who are now occupying that land to be Israelites. Uh, all indicators and in all scriptures come to the same conclusion, and that is that the Gentiles. Luke 19, verse 21, 24. I'm just going to run through these real quick. Uh, Luke 19 
verse 21 through 24, and it reads this. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, Luke 21, 19. I'm sorry, Luke 21, 19. Um, let me find this here. Luke 21, 19, and it reads this. It says, <clears throat> And your patience is yes, you soldiers. And when you should see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let them not that are in the countries enter therein too. For those be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Now remember, we're dealing with, dealing with prophecy. So what the Messiah is giving reference to is he's talking about the prophecies that have been spoken in regard to the people that he is now addressing, which are his own kinsmen according to the flesh, Israel, Israelites. Jews, to be specific, those of the southern kingdom. He says, but woe unto them that be which is it, but woe unto them that are child, and to them that get sicker. In those days there should be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and should be led away captive into all nations. Now, last week we discussed that as part of the, um, the exposure of the Israelites, that they were literally crucifying and assess. Um, uh, executing Jews literally to the tunes of thousands and thousands upon thousands. And those who were wealthy and had the means, they basically, they migrated, they left the land, went to a southern course into North, into North Africa. So now, he says that with this last verse, 21, 24, and they should fall by the edge of the sword. Who is they? Israel. And they should be led captives into all nations, and Jerusalem should be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Now, <clears throat> When we were having this discussion with um, Bishop Smith, uh, we made a, a, I made a point. We addressed the scripture, and he was talking about that Jews in part have been blinded in part until the time of the and Gentiles have been fulfilled. And we both came to the conclusion that the times of the Gentiles, well, no, we didn't come to that conclusion, but the point was is that um, he agreed that we were still into the time, in the times of the Gentiles. And the fact that we have not come into the tribulation is clear that we are in the time of the Gentiles. So that means that that scripture is correct, that the people who are occupying the land are Israel. Now, roll right over to Psalm uh, 83. This is a scripture because a lot of times, well, this is a, a, a major point here, is that the, as you will find when you read the scripture, is that those people in Israel, they never refer to themselves again, and we make this point, they do not refer to themselves as Israelites. They refer to themselves as Jews. Psalms 83. <clears throat> and we'll see that what has been the intent all along through the misinformation, through the changing of images, painting images that were people of color, and painting them into European characteristics, we'll see that the intent and the objective all along has been a satanic diabolical plot to wipe away from the memory of history and of all mankind, true Israel. That's why the church, and not church, not the church, I would say the Christianity came up with the replacement doctrine. It was for the objective, again, of let us disappear with the memory of Israel. And, and the word scripturally, prophetically, David saw it, and let's read Psalms 83, uh, real quick, I think. <laughs> And listen to the words. Very clearly what it says. It says, keep not silence, O Elohim. Hold not thy peace and be not still, O Elohim. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. 
They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. Now, taking into consideration what's been said there, it says that these people have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against the hidden ones. So what we have here, according to Psalm 83, is for all intents and purposes a conspiracy to destroy all indicators of the reality of Israel. So if, so as we read the scriptures and not listen to the words of man, but really focus on scriptures, we'll find out that what we're seeing is actually predicted in the scriptures. And it's supposed to happen because what we're talking about is that we get closer to the, the culmination of this age the scripture clearly says the Messiah said out of his own mouth. He said that if it were possible, even the very elect would be for, be fooled. So would be deceived for those reasons. He's going to count the days short. Uh, Psalm thirty six. I'm sorry, Ezekiel thirty six. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'm going there. Ezekiel thirty six. Uh, now I want to prove to you once again. Line up on line, precept upon precept. Ezekiel thirty six. Verses 1, we'll go down to 23, and show you that the people who are in the land of Israel right now are Europeans, they're Gentiles, they're not Israelites. And I'm making this point because the biggest roadblock that people have to get beyond is that, again, if we're Israel, who are these people? Because the people, because the world history has led them and convinced them to believe that those Europeans, that those Gentiles are Israelites. But we see that this is nothing that has caught the, caught the most high surprise because he has revealed it to us through his prophetic scripture. And the scripture is, by all intents and purposes, if you watch Israel, Israel is, is, Yah's, is, is Yahweh's prophetic time clock. That's why from the scripture that Brother Yahshua alluded to when it talks about the fig tree budding, well, when he was in, in, in Matthew 24, when he told him about the destruction of the temple and how it would be overthrown and the things that would befall them, and even what I spoke of earlier about the Gentiles occupying the land, he said, look to the fig tree. He said, because it's a sign. He said, when you see these things begin to unfold, he said, know that the fig tree is beginning to bud. And who is the fig tree? The fig tree is Israel. So if you don't know who Israel, there's no way. There's no way you can say with any degree of accuracy or you can speak or, or predict or determine any degree of accuracy in relate to prophecy. Because remember, prophecy is of no private interpretation. So it's not something that because I live in this part of the world or that person lives in that part of the world or we live at this particular age in, in, in history that we all of a sudden we mold prophecy to fit our particular situation, our particular reality. No, it doesn't work that way. It's of no private interpretation. And, 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 and many of the things that we're coming to understand now, that there are people who have this before who couldn't even understand it. Even the prophets long for looking to it. Even the angels do so, as we read in Ephesians. Ezekiel 36, also thy son of man prophesying to the mountains of Israel. Now, remember, he's not speaking to the people of Israel now. He's speaking to the mountains of Israel. And you mountains of Israel, hear you the word of Yahweh. For thus says the Lord Elohim, because the enemy has said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are ours and possessions. Now, you're going to come to find out that something I said on this show, uh, I can't say how many shows ago, and I made a point. And I made a point is that 
for us to understand the scriptures and to understand prophecy, it is imperative that we understand who the scripture speaks of when regards when it says our enemies. Now the enemies of Israel specifically. Not the enemies of you as an individual believer, born again, filled in the spirit, but as Israel, because Israel is not a person. Israel is a nation. And like every nation on the planet, nations have enemies. And the enemies that have been identified in Scripture in regarding to Israel is Gentiles. Now listen further. Thus says Yahweh Lord, because the enemy has said against you, Aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Who are you speaking of? The land of Israel. Therefore, prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord Elohim, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side that you may be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and you are taken up in the lips of talkers and are infamy of the people. Now, the scripture says that Jerusalem will be a trembling cup to all those round about her. Now, the scripture right there in verse 36, 3, it says the residue of the heathen. That word heathen is the word for Gentile. So it means the residue of the Gentile. And when you say residue, residue is something that's left over from a substance that was once a whole. So that means that over the history, since we have been kicked out of that land in the first century of this particular age, the people who are, for the most part, who have occupied that land have been two groups of people, Gentiles, the Romans held it into the Roman Empire fell. And then after that, the, Rome, the, the uh, Islam, uh, Arabs held it for a, period of, for, for, for a few centuries. Then it fell right back into hands to the hands of the Turks, who are Europeans, who are the very people who are over there now. So when Seth talks about, and the scripture talk, and when Seth, when, when Seth referenced what Moses said, talking about the people from the north, who would come and take us in captivity and cast us to the four corners of the earth, guess what? It has a geographical location. It's so accurate that we can pinpoint the people, and those are the very people. When Brother Yeshua talks about Ismael, Turkey, where if you read in Revelations 2 and 9, it, uh, Revelations 3 and 8, it speaks about the church at Smyrna. Well, take your map, do a geographical connection, and you will see that that's now modern-day Ismael, Turkey. The people who now who are in the land, those people are now also, Brother Yeshua was talking about Khazars. Khazars and Ashkenazis are one and the same. Khazar was the name of their kingdom, but the name of the people were called Ashkenazis. Well, again, those are the people who came back into the land, and again, after this point in time, now what they've done, we know that through the rabbis they have usurped what we would refer to as Judaism or the monotheistic belief in Yahweh through the people of Israel. Okay, through the keeping of the law. So now, let me go back again. Who do we have there? When they come in in 1948 and before 1948 and 1915, when, when, they, when, the, when the British come in, before the, before the British is there, who's there? The Turks are there. The Ottoman Empire. Are, those are the Turkish people. The Ottoman Empire is there. The Turks are there. And the people who were there when the Turks got there were the people who have been there throughout the centuries, and those people were called, we call them Palestinians. But the reason that they're called Palestinians is because when the Ottomans arrived there in Palestine, the Romans had changed the name from Israel, changed it from Judea, and it changed the name to Palestine. So when the Ottoman Empire arrived there in Palestine, what they knew now to be Palestine, 
those people who now the world knows as Palestinians were already there. But you're going to find out in scriptures, they're not Palestinians. The, the Ottomans gave them that name. After and, the and, 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 and let, let me let me let me share that because I, I want I want I don't want to get too much into history, but just uh, it is so good, man. You just my goodness, I, I I hope everybody heard that. That was serious. You can that's something you can y'all those of y'all that have issue with the Bible. There you go, right there. That brother just that was good. But let me just say this, Ella Shaw, because again, I, I want to hear as many scriptures as possible. Again, scriptures, 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 scriptures. Um. If if I may, uh, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, can, can you let me just finish this last scripture here, and then you can jump in. Go right here. Okay, here. Verse thirty-six, three. Ezekiel thirty-six, three. Therefore, prophesy, say, thus says the Lord Elohim, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen. What is the possession to the residue of the heathen? The land of Israel. Who are the heathen? The heathens are Gentiles. And you are taken up like lips and talkers and infamy of the people. Therefore, you mountains of Israel, hear ye the word of the Lord Elohim. Thus said the Lord Elohim to the mountains and to the hills and to the rivers and to the valleys and to the desolate wastes and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and derision to the residue, again, of the Gentiles that are round about. Thus, thus said the Lord Elohim, surely in the fire of my jealousy, have I spoken against the residue of the heathen, of the Israelites, against all Idumia? People know Idumia to be what? To be Esau. Okay? Which have appointed my land unto their possession with the joy of all their heart, with the spiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. I'm going to pause right here. Now, there is a false doctrine that goes down among Hebrew Israelites that says that Edom is the white man. That is not true. Esau... Esau is, Esau is the twin brother of Israel. And Esau, if we just see right here. But, but Ella Shaw, Ella Shaw, Ella Shaw, that, that's that argument. We're trying to figure, I understand what you're no, doing, no, but last, that's that I'm argument. I'm making a quick point. I'm, I'm wrapping my point up because I'm making a last point. I'm making a last okay, point. Okay, go right again, here. I, I'm informing people as I go because, as you said, many of these people have never heard this information who are tuned in, and when they listen to these people on YouTube or what have you, they're going to come okay. across this lie. I'll follow you. Go so ahead, go ahead. So as I said, but as we see right here, it says prophesy concerning Israel and to Idemia. What is that telling us? That's telling us that Esau, Edomites, are in the land of Israel in the last days before the true Israelites come into the land. It tells us two people are there, Idumia and the Gentiles around the valley. Who are those two people? They are the Europeans now who occupy the land, who the world believes to be Israelites, to be Jews. They never claim to be Israel. And I'll show other scriptures where I come in, in Psalm, and I'll show Psalm 83, speaking specifically that the name that was going to be wiped out was the name Israel, not Jews, Israel. That was the name in which they were intending to try to move from our memory. So in that, my conclusion point on that point is, again, is to say, is that those people are not Israelites. They're Europeans. And the other group of people that are there, the people that everybody weeps for, and I can understand the mercy that people go out when they see people being oppressed like that. But remember, just like he said about Israel, God said when he told Solomon, he said that when Solomon would disobey me, he told David, he said when Solomon comes into the kingdom, he disobeys me. I'm going to use nations and men to chastise him. Likewise, as the Most High has done to Israel, and likewise, those Palestinians, that people believe the Palestinians, are actually Edomites. 
And those are the oh, man. And everything that you okay. in scripture, you're going to find okay. out that's them. Right. Because I'm talking about people that don't even know nothing about no Edomites. They just don't like the fact that we're talking about we Israel. They don't need, they name deep as some brothers hollering about that. They they know we are. They went to another level. And they ain't talking about Esau. They're on a whole other level. I'm talking about folks that don't even believe we Israel. We believe they believe we black folk up here, you know, and they're scared because the Bible said touch not my anointing. And they hear us talking about we Israel. But for those of you that, that he is, does have a point, but those of you that, 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 that play those YouTube videos and you hear somebody talking about Esau, then there you go. The brother just nailed it for you. So now you know. You just heard that. But listen, I want to play this little short little video. It's really 14 minutes. I'm not going to play all of it. I'm just going to tease you all the name of it. You go to YouTube, play it yourself. It is called Dana Stevens, and it's talking about, uh, this brother's talking about, it says, uh, Dana Stevens condemn uh that is not the one i want oh my goodness i tell you boy i i'm gonna play this i don't think this is the right one but let's just see i don't think this is no that's not it that's not it okay folks bear with me here bear with me i'm gonna try my best to get this i just had it a minute ago but listen while while i'm pulling that up let me just go ahead and just share some scriptures i did have but i like to hear brother lsu talk he always say things that make us think and uh, here it is. Here it is. It's Dana Stevens. White church must wake up. We're enslaving God's people. Folks, I'll be right back, and we'll close out this show after he gets done here. Check this out. I'm not going to play all 14 minutes of it, but just listen to it. It's very powerful. Again, we don't need white people to define us, to tell us anything. But some of you, this is where you're at, and every little bit counts. You like hearing it from more than one angle. So here we go. Hello out there to everyone viewing this video. My name is Brother Dana Stevens, and I'm coming to you um, and going to say some of the same words that I used in a video I created a little over a year ago, that by the time this video is over with, many of my white family and church family once again will reject me and dislike me. But I need to put this out there and put this out there right now. The white Jews that you and I have honored and been taught all these years are God's chosen people is an absolute lie. They are imposters. They are fake. They are descendants of the Romans that rose up into power in between the New Testament and the, and the Old Testament that we as Christians believe was the Dark Ages, but God was speaking. But as they rose to power, they did exactly what Deuteronomy chapter 28 said would be done out of the very mouth of our God. When he said that my people will be taken from a land and stripped of their name, their identity, their culture, and everything about them and brought to a land where they will be enslaved and where they will be beaten, where they will fear the terror of their master day and night. And one of those verses in Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that even that nation will hover over them like that of an eagle. And so with that basis of that understanding, I am telling to you, my white brothers and sisters, that we have been duped all these years. We have been duped to believe that our black family members are low-life monsters created to be slaves and nothing more than that. But the truth is the absolute opposite. They are the chosen of God. They are the chosen of Yah. And God, even the God that we say we call upon in Christianity, is coming back to redeem his people. And it makes it very clear that the nation that held his people in slavery are going to fall much like Pharaoh fell when he refused to let 
God's chosen people go. And I know you're going to doubt me and say prove it, but my question is this. How much proof do you and I have on the things that you and I believe that we've been taught? I've never done research. So read The International Jew, which was written by Henry Ford, who built so-called You're In My Car, that back in the 1920s and 30s, he spent millions of dollars, two or three, to do research and found out that the Jews that we serve today are fake Jews, and the relationship between our government and those Jews is based off of wealth. Not that they're God's chosen people. That is the facade for us to tie with the enemy while the real chosen people that we have enslaved are stripped of their identity in who they are. And so white America, I want you to know that that which took place in Egypt under the reign of Pharaoh when he refused to let his people go is exactly what's going to happen to America when we in the white church refuse to acknowledge and let Yah's people go. And it doesn't matter if you believe this right now and right here, but time is coming just like it did for the Egyptians who laughed. And so... We have a lot of forgiveness to do in the white church. And this is why I know we do. Because there's no way we love and honor our black brothers and sisters in this country outside of the knowledge that they are God's chosen people as equal as we do the Jews. And I even was kicked out of a church. And I was literally kicked out of a church of, black, of a black pastor because he said that I'm preaching a black Jesus and that I am bringing in separation, and that I should not focus. Even as us as whites now are going to say we shouldn't focus. It doesn't matter. Under Jesus, we're all one. But then my question is this. Why have you given so much honor and so much devotion and purpose in this country to defend and to protect the Jews? Our attitude is not the same. You actually hated on President Obama because you thought that he was not going to love on God's chosen people, the Jews that are living in Israel. And as a nation, if we want to be blessed, we must be a blessing and a protection of God's chosen people. And all of my white evangelical teachers and, and pastors and preachers teach that. So now why does that change? Because we found out that we are protecting the wrong people and actually the people that we need to be protecting and acknowledging are the very people we have enslaved skin color it's skin color even in my black church it's skin color that you've been taught by my white people that that to believe that Jesus or Yeshua yeah my white people are going to say come on he was not black well he sure was not blonde hair blue eyed the way that we portray him he was far from that. So now why are we picking out details when we have lived with a complete opposite of a detail in the way that we portray Jesus Christ? Well, Henry Ford was the one that revealed that the Jews were actually fake. And the government told him that he would not be allowed to publish that book. And if he did, they would destroy his business. And then you get Hitler that we have been taught as a bad man because of what he did to the Jews. Well, yes, that is true. But guess what? Hitler himself knew that the Jews were fake and that the blacks, the Africans that we enslaved in this country were actually 
the real chosen people of God. So America has distanced ourselves from learning anything about Hitler except for he was a bad man. But there is some truth in that bad man that we as a bad country, white country, are failing to acknowledge. And so we're going to have to love Yah's real chosen people as much as we love the white Jews. We've acknowledged to these white Jews, see, and this Holocaust is a foreshadow of what we need to do with our hearts when we find out and are made to understand the truth. That we must acknowledge that this black Holocaust has happened and is still happening. Just like the Germans and the Americans around the globe acknowledged that the white Jews were enslaved by Hitler and treated unfairly and murdered and were trying to be wiped out. Well, we are doing that very thing to our black brothers and sisters in this country from the moment we enslaved them. So we must acknowledge and then must repent and return back to them that which we have stolen. Isn't that what we've mandated them to do for the white Jews? is to give them back what a nation stole from them and we fight for them to be protected as a group of people from any intruder or nation. Well, we're going to have to protect our black brothers and sisters with that same mindset of attitude. And we must love them the way that we love the white Jews. And so beyond what we can do with our mouths or what we refrain our mouths from saying the N-word or so-called racist words, the God that we serve in white Christianity also says that he sees the content of the heart and what lies inside there more than he does about what the words are revealed. For the mouth and the attitude is all controlled by our heart and our relationship with Jesus. And I know that journey has been where the Lord has had me on 23 years ago when I was beat up by five young black men. And after they beat me up, they said, welcome to racism. But I thank God at that time that he had helped me to feel their pain and then put me on a journey for 23 years to understand the depth of pain that we have bestowed upon his people. That we are the two are bestowing upon our black brothers and sisters. Thousands and more and more, and that's why I tell everybody 
This is not a movement for black folks, per se. This is a movement for the people of the Most High, whoever they are, however skin they're wearing, to declare this because, again, you're not going to understand the Bible. Father's going to look like he's picking on African Americans, black people, black countries, and you're just going to continue to stay in white supremacy. And, um, I mean, you can make it uh, as far as you can be with the Father once you die. You know, a lot of our people died and didn't have this revelation, and they're going to be with the Father. However, if you want to understand your state in this country and all these slaves that cried asking why, and not to mention your grandchildren asking you and your children asking you why, why, I mean, come on, folks. If you don't know why, you're going to start giving in to white supremacy without even trying. Let's go ahead and start closing out the show. Sister Eliana, I would love to know what you thought about that video. Uh, why don't you go first? And uh, then what I would like to do is, Brother Yashir, I want you to go and then give uh, closing remarks. And then, Brother uh, Ella Shua, y'all have all done real well. I just kind of am a little bit, I'm not going to say hyper, but I was trying to get a lot of scriptures out of us. But, but like like every one of you pretty much have said, if you have that heart right and you're listening, we presented overwhelming proof, okay? It's just that simple. Uh, speaking of that, I want to just, before I go to Cecilia, I just said I did have up. And I'm going to talk fast, but because this is all recorded, so I'm going to try to do this in less than a minute. And I'm going to talk really, really fast. These are scriptures talking about how the Father will scatter Israel among the nations where he has driven them. Y'all is y'all would not believe what I got here, okay? This is a lot of scriptures. I'm going to go through real quickly, okay, because of time's sake. Jeremiah 9 and 16 says, I will scatter them, Israel, among the nations whom they nor their fathers have known. In other words, it will be scattered to a people that Israel didn't know, and Israel knew everybody. And I will, I will send a sword after them until I have annihilated them, destroyed their culture. And that's exactly what happened with us. We have been annihilated by the Most High because of our rebellion. Ezekiel twelve fifteen. So they will know that I am the Lord. I will scatter them among the nations and spread them among the countries. Israel is not in the land of Israel. Ezekiel ten twenty three. Also, I swore to them in the wilderness that I will scatter them among the nations and disperse them among the lands. Uh, Ezekiel twelve. 20, excuse me, twenty twelve fifteen. I will scatter them among the nations and I will disperse you throughout the lands and I will consume you. Uh, Zechariah 10 and 9, Jeremiah 13 and 24, all this saying the same thing. Ezekiel 5, 10, Jeremiah 18 and 17, Ezekiel 12 and 14, 1 Kings 14 and 15, Nehemiah 1 and 8, Lamentations 4 and 16, uh, Psalms 44 and 11, Ezekiel 37 and 19, Zechariah 7 and 14. Remember, I'm going fast, but this is recorded, so you can always rewind this. Zechariah 2 and 6, Jeremiah. 30 and 11, Ezekiel 11 and 6. All is talking about the Father is going to do something with his people. He's going to scatter them. So, folks, I'm telling you, believe me, we're not smoking on nothing when we say Israel is in exile, scattered throughout the four corners. And whites don't have enough people. Whites don't have enough numbers to fulfill these scriptures. We never think about that. We never think about that. They don't have enough numbers. 
They just don't have enough numbers. They'll be wiped out. If two people go to, uh, I don't know, anywhere, where they go and the people that's going to enslave them, like the Bible says they're going to be enslaved, they will wipe them out. It's ridiculous, some of the stuff we believe. But, hey, we've been believing for years. Like I said, it's not the most important thing. But I'll tell you one thing, you got to know it to understand the scriptures. And furthermore, you got to know it because the Bible says for us to know it. Um, some other scriptures really quick before I go to uh, Sister Eliana again for our closing remarks. And uh, and then uh, Brother uh, Yeshua and then Brother Elishua. Uh, Jeremiah 115 talking about how he would hiss to the nations of the north, call the nation from the north. I talked about that earlier. Uh, Joel 2 talks about a nation. Remember, Israel is supposed to repeat. Talk about a nation in Joel, too, about this nation. When they before them, it's like the Garden of Eden. And after they leave, it's like a wilderness. And again, the Father calls them his army. They're destructive. And it says in Joel 2, nobody is going to escape this people. Who is that? Say there have not ever been a people like this for many generations. Who is that? If they went through it then, it is supposed to repeat. Remember, rebellious or obedient Israelites, they are going to repeat. Joel 2. Habakkuk talks about, uh, Habakkuk 1 talks about a people that, that redefines, says that dignity and judgment proceed of themselves. Now, this is a crazy scripture. It says their dignity and their judgment proceed of themselves. Their dignity and their judgment as a people proceed from themselves. That's crazy. Probably one of the craziest scriptures I've read. How can a people just define everything based upon what they say? There's white supremacy right there in the Bible. Scriptures talk about blood touches blood. That's another thing we're fulfilling. Uh, um, Isaiah 10 and 17 says Israel is going to be oppressed in all her pleasant things. It says in all thy gates. In many scriptures it talks about being oppressed in all your pleasant things, uh, in your pleasant areas, okay? Psalms 137 and uh, 3, I believe it is, says, For those that carried us away captives required of us a song. They that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us the songs of Zion. Now, that's a crazy scripture right there. I don't mean crazy as in the Bible. I mean it's crazy thinking, here's some people that are pressing you, and they want you to sing. Who does that? Even in the Five Heartbeats, I'm reminded of a movie about that. It's, you've been talking about it forever, how the cops will sometimes get the boys on the side of the road and, and ridicule them. They always want us to sing. They always want us to sing. Who does that? What other nation can say that? No, they make us sing too. Really? Who are you? No, they don't. So, in Joel, I think it's Joel 3 and 3, where it talks about that these people would change the time, change the time, change the calendar, just change stuff, redefine everything. That's what they do. Go and knock off noses and start uh, putting up their images and just burning down libraries and redefining because you can't break down Israel no other way unless you steal their identity. Folks, there is so many scriptures. Remember, at the end of this show's description, there is a link that's going to take you to lots of videos, books, pages, and I'm going to continue to put things on that. Uh, but Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 is a great place to start. Remember when it said things like bulls and goats, I mean bulls and asses. You might say, I never had bulls and asses or the Egyptian plague. Remember, those are just old names. 
What do they mean today? And remember, you are connected to a people. Remember, you are connected to the people. Remember, when you're reading these curses, you are not just on you, just not just you and your family. You are connected to a people, and those people really did have asses and farmland that was taken violently. They are. We live out those scriptures. And you got to ask yourself this question. I'm going to come to you, Sister Eliana. When, when, when did Israelites, Israelis, excuse me, when did they go through any of this stuff we're talking about? Any of it. Name me one scripture. I mean one. I mean one. I literally mean name me one scripture that they as a nation have went through. They can say, we went through that. Not one. We've went through all of them. Sister Eliana. Okay, I was going to, really briefly, I had a lot more to share, but I haven't been able to do it. But anyway, um, I just want to say. In like about a minute. I'm, I'm sorry about time. I have to play that video, that audio. But if you could make it about a minute. I mean, I'm sorry we ran out of time. We could, I, don't know, I don't know if we'll do a part that we'll do a part two or not, but everybody just stay tuned is all I can say. But please, in about a minute. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say that um, continue to do your study and um, let the Father lead you into the understanding. That's Sister Eliana signing out. Well, Sister Eliana, thank you very much. I don't know. I don't want. I don't know what we're gonna do next week, but I got a surprise. It's probably gonna be a surprise to everybody. Maybe I may not put a. May just be an open form, but I got something really special we're gonna do next week, folks. Stay tuned. Okay, brother Yeshua, please. Uh, well, yeah, I'll just make it uh, real quick. Just wanted to just tell everybody to just consider everything that you heard. For those who don't know or don't believe that we're Israel, just consider what you heard. Consider the scriptures, go back and pray and study on them yourself because there is overwhelming knowledge and information to know who we are. Time out for being in the dark about that now. So that's pretty much it. Powerful, powerful, brother. And I'll be in touch with you as well. Don't know what we'll do next week if you even can come on next week, but everybody stay tuned. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, I sure appreciate that. And this brother can go a whole lot deeper. He can do this show, and, and he can just, Brother Yahshua, I'm going to tell you right now, in many areas have far more information than I have. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't mind saying that. He's just very quiet, brother. Brother Elishua, please. Uh, just real quickly, you know, uh, prophecy is to encourage, to edify, to uplift. I hate that we end on the note of talking about our captivity and not actually giving more regard to the light that is to come because we are living in the days that uh, the bones are spoken of in Ezekiel 37 are being resurrected. I uh, wanted to address on that, but maybe at a later date and time. Well, you know what, but brother? You might just be, you might just, just have hit the, the nail on the head for what our next show will be about, but we'll stay. We'll keep everybody posted. That's a good suggestion, though. But go ahead, wrap it up, please, in like 30 seconds, please. But, uh, again, just I would just I would re, I would, um, again, echo what uh, uh, Eliana has said and what Brother Yahshua has said, and that's simply this is that. Instead of show yourself approved, people that need not to be ashamed, but that you can rightly divide the word of truth. Because we're coming to an age to where you can no longer be a good ambassador of, of, of reconciliation of the truth 
is you can't express it. And the people that you are going to encounter now are people who are much more informed. So be not like those at Berea, Thessalonica, but those be like those at Berea. Receive the word with gladness, but at the same time, search everything you see to make sure that it's so. Because there's a lot of folklore and myth out there that's not consistent with the truth. Powerful. Powerful, powerful. Brother Elshur, I'm going to be in touch with you as well next week. I don't know what we're going to do. I have an idea, a great idea. I'm going to, it may, it's going to have something to do with what you just said, though. I'm kind of leaning towards it, but folks, I'm still still thinking about all this. So thank you, Brother Elshur. Appreciate it. Thank you. And I thought that brother right there did a wonderful job, Brother Yashur. You know, the frustrating thing about doing this show is any one of those brothers could do this whole show. It might do it even better. I mean that. They are all sharp as a tax. Sister Eliana, y'all already know about her. But I'm just saying I'm so glad that they have uh, just come across Fires Mustang and is trying their best to um, contribute. And I think they did a wonderful job. We just keep trying to hit this. It's just so much, so many scripts to cover. And everybody got so many points. It's angles. It's all good. And, and what you going to do? What, you, what can I say? I mean, they just... <laughs> It's very frustrating. I'm telling y'all, it's very, very frustrating. But listen, I love every single one of y'all. Love every single one of y'all. And there really ain't nothing you can do about it. Again, I don't know what's happening next week. Remember, you can Google uh, any of these shows. Just Google Five Small Stone, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to uh, listen to any of these previous shows. I've done 30 shows talking about this. Folks, there's so much information. If you will just look look for it, again, start by click on that link in the description on the show's description, and it'll take you to my Facebook with lots of information. Good night. Again, I love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. Let me say, we are soldiers. In the army, we got to fight, although we have to cry. Y'all forgot that one. We've got to hold up.